The area most at risk is a stretch of the River Thames between Windsor and Chertsey. Hundreds of people have been forced to leave their homes. Police in some villages have mounted extra patrols to deter looters. Senior figures at the Environment Agency have issued a strongly worded defence of its chairman, Lord Smith, saying it's wrong to blame him for the flooding crisis. Lord Smith told Newsnight mistakes were made. We've all made mistakes. Everyone has made mistakes. Uh, I, I think, though, the Environment Agency has done a really good job of protecting 1.3 million homes. Meanwhile, improvements to a Bletchley cemetery, which is prone to flooding, will cost three times its initial estimate. Milton Keynes councillor Peter Geary admits it will cost £150,000 to put things right at the Selborne Avenue cemetery. He says work will be finished by the end of the summer. No graves are going to be touched. Um, it, it amounts to some, some, some very shallow um, trenches being dug along the backs of the graves so that uh, a small pipe is put in there to catch the water as it runs off. Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in cars carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban. The MP for St Albans, Anne Main, condemned the idea. I've never heard a more ir- illiberal, nonsensical piece of unenforceable legislation and I'm sorry to hear it's being proposed by our front bench yeah, yeah. with us being asked not to consider the detail. The devil is in the detail with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three 12- and 13-year-olds caught stealing phone accessories in Welling Garden City have been told to write a letter of apology, pay back what they owe and go on a course to learn about the consequences of their actions. The children were caught in January this year. In sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight, Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield for what would be only their second league game since January the 4th. The weather, more heavy rain and strong winds by mid-morning, clearing by mid-afternoon to leave some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 7 degrees. Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Tuesday. Man alive, isn't it wet out? It's weird. It's not been raining that much, but it's like really wet and flooded everywhere. Huh? Lots to talk about this morning, including... A Buckinghamshire care home has been rated one of the ten worst in the UK in a new survey of residents. Trouble is, they're not naming it. Bad. Three teenage shoplifters are being forced to write a letter of apology, pay the shopkeeper back and go on a course about consequences. Good! And is it always wrong to leave your child unattended? Hmm, not sure. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333, start your text 3CR or give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK. Isn't that sad? That's according to a survey out today. The Your Care report rated more than 1,000 homes using information from more than 20,000 residents. Now, while the name of uh, the Buckinghamshire facility isn't given, it's among the ten lowest scoring homes in the study, with just 664 points out of a possible 1,000. Now, I have a slight personal interest in this, because my mum's in a care home in Buckinghamshire. 
Is, the, is she in the bad one? I don't know. They won't tell us. Well, we're joined now by Colette McEveney from Age Concern Luton. Morning, Colette. Oh, Colette, where are you? Where are you, Colette? There's no Colette. We'll go to her in a second. She may have dropped off the phone. Uh, do give us a call with your I- experiences uh, about care homes, how they've... Uh, uh, w- how have you found them? If uh, maybe your husband or your wife is in one, or maybe your parents or your grandparents. Don't mention any names, obviously, but have you found the uh, service uh, and the treatment that they've received there? I'd be very surprised if the one that... Um... Oh, are you there, Colette? I am, oh, I am. I we, you seem to have disappeared into the ether for a second. I have no idea what <laughs> happened. Uh, Claire, in your experience, are the elderly uh, satisfied, happy in their care homes? Do you know what? It's a really difficult question because a lot of people go to a care home because simply they can't live at home anymore. So for a lot of folks, when they actually go in, there's a period of adjustment and getting used to it. And um, generally speaking, if you find the right home and you've got the right care, people are happy. Now, I, I say, my, I have a personal interest in this. My mum's in a care home in Buckinghamshire. I would be very surprised if hers was the one that was was um, was, was doing so badly. But we do, mm. and some homes are excellent. So the majority of homes are excellent. But we do, from time to time, hear these horror stories, don't we? We do, and it's a good thing we do, um, because without them, there's no opportunity to change anything. I think what's really worrying for me, though, is there's a world of difference between a home where you're not 100% happy and a home which is a bad home where they're not looking after people's medical, Mm. physical and emotional needs. Now, I have a lovely uncle who's not very happy in the care home he's in, although it's a lovely care home and most people are happy there. The main reason he's not happy is he doesn't have dementia and most of the residents do. So everything's sort of geared at people that are a bit less able than him, and that's kind of frustrating because his disabilities are physical. So for him, he's not happy in what would generally be considered an excellent home. Does it surprise you, Colette, that a a local care home has been rated well below the national average? I'm really disappointed. I mean, I think that's always quite worrying. And I think what's really worrying is is when its residents are actually saying, I'm not happy here, we need to listen very carefully. Um, I think it's it's really a good opportunity for all the people involved in this, you know, the people that are commissioning care, the families, the, the residents themselves, and, of course, the management of the home, to sit and look and see what exactly can be done to make this a better place to live. Because, after all, this is someone's home. This is where they live 24-7. They can't get up and go away from it. And everybody that's involved in providing care should be trying to make sure it's the best place for them to live. What? what? What small things? Obviously, there are the, the, the obvious things like giving them medication at, at the right time and, and good. Me- yeah. What small things are there that make a care home just that bit better? I mean, one of the key things that people say to us on a regular basis, and one of the key things people worry about is, will people be nice to me when I'm in there? And um, it actually, you know, it, it sort of makes you feel quite sad to think that people are thinking things like that. But but really, that the key is, will I get a cup of tea when I want one? Will people stop and talk to me? Will I be over-medicalised? Will it be like being in hospital? Or will I actually have an atmosphere of being a home? And, and, and if I'm honest, when I go to look at care homes, above all else, above the decor, above... Um, you know, the wonderful facilities above the activities they tell you about. You know, what I'm looking for is people who actually care about other people. And you can see that. The carer is smiling, you know, stopping to talk to the residents. You know, people not being so pressured that you feel like you're a nuisance. Do you think this place should be named, Colette? I do. I think it's always a good thing. I think um, the biggest centre on any of this is actually people not being happy with what we've done. And um, I think if you're an honest sort of person, you should be open to being named or even saying, well, that was us, and here's what we're doing about it. 
Claire, always nice to talk to you, and thank you very much for coming on so ridiculously early. Nine minutes past six. What kind of time of the day is that, for goodness sakes? Always a pleasure to have Claire McKeveney from Age Concern Lucian on. Well, are you concerned? We don't know the name of the care home. We don't know which one it is. My mum's in a care home in Buckinghamshire. I'm now starting to think, uh, maybe we should know. 08459 455 555. Let's have your stories uh, about care homes today, good and bad. And I know that lots of you have got partners or parents or grandparents who are in care homes for whatever reasons, maybe uh, just because they're old or because they uh, are ill with some kind of uh, illness or something. 08459 455 555. Let's have the, the bad stories. Let's also... Uh, celebrate the wonderful care homes and let's have the good stories with the stories about the carers uh, and the uh, facilities that go just that little bit further to uh, to make their residents more comfortable 08459 455 555 Lucy Lou with my girl Drew Cameron D and Destiny Charlie's Angels, come on. Come on. Bring it, bring it. Question, tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own condo and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I To get what I get Ladies, it ain't easy being independent Question, how'd you like his knowledge that I brought? Bragging on that cash that he gave you as the front If you're gonna brag, make sure it's your money in front Depend on no one else to give you what you want
Boogie this morning here. <laughs> little dance there, little dance there, Catherine. Yeah, I like well, your sound effects. Yeah, you're quiet again. Hello. <laughs> Louisa, are you having, are you having a little, uh, little boogie there, Louisa? Yes, I was. I was enjoying it very Thank much. Thank you very much. See, she's loud. You're quite... Uh, um, well, I am very shy and retiring. Oh, so, so, I'm not that bothered. Oh. Uh, what? Ow. Yeah, that hurt, eee. didn't it? That hurt. Today's um, jam, today's Paul McCartney jam, Macca jam. <laughs> oh, that's, there we go. Today's Macca jam will be playing the excellent Spies Like Us. I'm not too familiar with that particular hit. Do you not know it? No. It goes... Uh, I it remember goes the little... video, Fur Coats. Yeah, lots of fur coats. It goes, ooh, ooh. What do you do? No one else can dance like you. So what's all the fuss? There ain't nobody that spies like hey, hey. No, not familiar. Maybe when I hear it. It's one, it's a great lost classic, and every time I've seen McCartney in concert two or three times, he's never played it. And I'm just oh. I keep coming. Maybe he'll do it for the encore. No, he doesn't do it for the encore. Maybe when he rings you, he'll do it. I've tweeted him today to tell him we're playing it. Today's the day. And I've, I've given him the number. So I, I genuinely think, dear listener, um, that, that Paul McC- with the BBC, uh, we made the Beatles. Uh, I think that Paul McCartney will probably be calling today. So, Louisa, can you just, be, like, really work on your phone manner today? You're probably going to get the bass player from Wings phoning up. Yes, Catherine. He likes down to earth, though. Don't put any of your airs and graces. Don't let him talk to Catherine. But do call him Sir Paul. You call him Sir Paul. Don't let him talk to Catherine. Oh. Thank you very much. What? Again, with yeah. the barbs. No, it's not a barb, Catherine. You just know that you can be a bit shirty on the phone, especially with scousers. Wow. So that's, that's why. Thank you. Shirty on the phone. News for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Hertfordshire still has ongoing road closures because of flooding. In Chorleywood, Green Street is closed between Greenbury Close and Orchard Drive. Also in Watford, Bushy Hall Road. And then in Hatfield, Cooper's Green Lane is closed at Hatfield Avenue. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 6.15. It is uh, Tuesday the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK, according to a survey out today. The home isn't named, but it's among the ten lowest scoring in the country. The Met Office is warning that more than an inch of rain could fall today in parts of southern England already badly hit by flooding. The area most at risk is a stretch of the River Thames between Windsor and Chertsey. And in sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight, Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield. The weather today will be heavy rain in the morning, clearing later with wintry showers in the afternoon. Maximum temperature, all a hot six degrees. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week. I, I know, I, I snore and I snore badly, but I can't help it. Roberto Peroni. It's Friday. Why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to. You never know when a dope suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in. You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. So here's something. I need your opinion on mums and dads. Uh, and I think that the mums and dads will have a different opinion to the grand granddads and grandmothers. I think this might be a generational... I don't know. Page three of the uh, Daily Mail. PC branded me disgusting for leaving my son in car for minutes, says TV star Lawrence Fox. Though I hadn't heard of him either. 
You'd heard of him, Catherine? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who is he? He um, was in um, Morse. Lewis. Yeah, that. Thank you. OK. As Detective Sergeant James Hathaway and popular ITV drama Lewis, Lawrence Fox is used to dealing with errant behaviour. Errant behaviour. But it was the actor who was on the receiving end of a dressing down from the police yesterday. Fox 35 said he was branded a disgusting and appalling human being by appalling, disgusting human being by a police community support officer after he left his five-year-old son, Winston, briefly unattended in his car while he went to a chemist to buy medicine. So what do you think? Would you leave your kids in a car to pop into the shop? I'm going to leave it at that for the moment and go no further. Maffin Hanslope has texted in, leaving a child outside a shop is fine, as long as it's securely tied and muzzled. That will stop the little blighters running around and screaming while I'm trying to shop. Oh, dear. I'm going to leave it for that at the moment, OK? Would you leave your kids in the car um, while you go into the shop? 08459 455 555. I'm going to leave it at that. We'll explore it in more detail throughout the show. Now... Talking about errant behaviour, time was when kids caught scrumping apples would get a clip round their ear from their dads before being marched down to the police station for a stern ticking off from the local bobby. But these days, the local bobby has got bigger fish to fry. And it's mobile phones rather than apples. And a ticking off is like water off a duck's back, which is where restorative justice comes in. Who writes this stuff? Me, sorry. Three 12- and 13-year-olds caught stealing phone accessories in Welland Garden City have been told to write a letter of apology, pay back what they owe, and go on a course to learn about the consequences of their actions. Well, Professor John Pitts from the University of Bedfordshire specialises in youth crime. Good morning, Professor. This sounds like a cracking idea. Morning, yes. Um, Well, it's quite an interesting idea, isn't it? Restorative justice has been around for quite a long time. Um, But it does seem, if, if, if these youngsters are first offenders and they, they, they've done a bit of shoplifting um, I would have thought that that's, uh, that's, that's quite a hefty penalty to impose well, What do you think should happen to, to 12, 13 year olds caught nicking some things from a shop? Well I th- I, the reality is what most of the studies show that most children um, will steal things They'll steal and, and, and often they'll steal things from shops. And, and in, as you said in your introduction, in, in days of yore, um, it used to be sufficient that uh, you would phone the parents and uh, mum would come down you know, and, and, uh, and uh, mum would, uh, uh, would, would tell them off. And, and I think what the research tells us is that it's, it's getting caught that, that makes the difference rather than what you do with first offenders rather than what you do afterwards. So it, it would seem to me that if you say to these youngsters, that's wrong, you really shouldn't do this, you know, you have to pay the money back and, and uh, maybe send a letter, that's OK. I don't know about going on a course. I would have thought by the time you'd, you, you'd done this, they would have got the point that they shouldn't be doing this. Some people listening, John, might think that that's part of the problem, why we have, you know, young people committing crimes, is because the first few times they do it... Nothing happens to them, and that maybe this kind of short, sharp shock, this uh, the, the embarrassing, uh, humiliating situation, it may be enough for them to stop completely. Usually, is I mean, most most over seventy percent of the young people who commit a first offence that we know about uh, don't reappear in the criminal justice system. So, just apprehension itself and being told no, you mustn't do that, seems to work for most kids. And as I say, you know, it, it, it is a normal part of adolescence for children to nick things. Uh, you know, it's not, not a great idea, but they do. 
John, is, supposing um, uh, there are some mums and dads listening to this now, and the, the, at some point in the future they find little Johnny has got a couple of CDs in his bag with the price tag still on, and they know that he's, he's nicked it. What should the parents do? Well, I think they should say, now, hang on, where did you get these? Um, and then um, go with the child and take them back and get the child to apologise. That would seem to me to be uh, a reasonable thing to do. And most most uh, most shopkeepers, most retailers um, would probably not want to take that any further, not least because it, it's very time-consuming to do so. So is it just the course part of this um, the, the, this process that you're, you think is perhaps a little bit too heavy-handed? Well, I suppose I, I, won, I, I know about these courses, and, and, um, and normally you would save that for if, if a child then came back and was committing further offences, right. you, you would do that. And I also think in a time when police budgets are being cut back to the bone, um, it, 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 I just wonder about the economics of it, because these things don't come... These things don't come for free. They cost money, and they, they cost time, they cost money. What happens on these courses? Well, it, normally, there are a variety of courses, um, but it, it, it gets... It's based normally on cognitive behavioural therapy, and people are asked to think about what they've done. They're asked to think about what, what's, what, what, what led them to do this, the kind of decision-making they made, and how they might think differently about things. So, so it, it, it's mainly aimed at how you think about uh, the things you're going to do in the world and how you take responsibility for your action. John, thank you very much. This is Professor John Pitts from the University of Bedfordshire. What do you think? Three 12 to 13-year-olds caught stealing uh, phone accessories in Welling Garden City, it's about 50 quid's worth of stuff they nicked, have been told to write a letter of apology, sounds good to me, pay back what they owe, sounds good to me, and go on a course to learn about the consequences of their actions. John thinks that's maybe a little bit too much. I think that's actually quite a good idea. Catherine, you've got girls. What do you think? I would be mortified if they did anything like that. And if it wasn't a formal thing, I would make sure that they knew about the consequences of their actions and they'd be marched straight down the shop. I stole... I've shoplifted one, two, three times in my life when I was 16, 17. Uh, And I just... I just felt such guilt in my gut each time. First thing I stole was... Do you remember in Carnaby Street? you, You used to be able to... Well, you probably still can... Like, so I, brought, I stole some John Lennon glasses. Worth <laughs> and, nicking, of and, course. And without, you know, they were just clear glass. And the way I did it was I put, they were on like one of those rotating things yeah. outside a shop. I put them on, looked in the mirror, took a step back to have a look in the mirror, took another step back, then turned around and walked away. Terrible. And then I, I think on the same day, I'm not proud of this at all, terrible behaviour. I went to HMV on Oxford Street and I told, stole two CDs Elvis 68 Comeback Special and Elvis Live in Madison Square Garden 1972. Okay. And I was like, I, 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 about a half hour later, I was just, I felt sick with guilt. I felt so bad, so bad. I went back and I paid for one of the CDs. So I still sold the second one, but I paid... Right, but you I, felt slightly less guilty. I paid for the more expensive CD. I've only ever nicked something by accident. Oh, really? No, seriously. Yes. I, I got home. Yeah. I bought a frock from a supermarket in the sale. Classy. That was back in the day when I had no money, like yesterday. And um, got it home, looked on the receipt. They hadn't charged me for it. I could not wear that dress until I went back and paid for it. They looked at me like I was a nut. Did you go back and pay yeah, for it? Yeah, I went back and paid for it. Well, well done you. Can't wear it otherwise. Not mine. Wow. I'm such a goody-goody. Aren't you just? I wait for... Catherine, one thing. Just the accents just 
coming up again. Just suppress it, please. It's because we're talking about nicking. <laughs> I see. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Okay, a couple of things here. Do you think this is this is uh, overkill? 12, 13-year-olds being forced to write a letter of apology, pay back what they owe, and go on a course to learn about the consequences of their actions. Is that a good idea <clears throat> or not? 08459 455 555. And let's do it. Let's do it. We're not in, in, endorsing it. We're not saying it's a good thing. But what have you nicked? What did you take when you were younger? I think it. And what stopped you from doing it again? Yeah, I think that's the thing because I, he's John's right. It's interesting. I think that most young people have, have, have had a go at putting something in their pocket and, and walking out of a shop. My mum told me about a time she got marched to the police station. Really? Yeah, because she was a twin. One of the twins had taken oh, from the mum's purse. The evil so twin. They both got it. Yeah, of course it was the evil twin. The thing. The thing. If I'd have got caught. Oh God! The sh- that would have um, that would have stopped me immediately. The shame, the shame of it would have been awful, and I'd have to go and they'd have phoned my mum up and told her. Oh! But looking at the thing, I couldn't have I couldn't have stood that well. I've told you, I, I couldn't have it in my possession. I'd yeah. have to. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What did you nick, and what stopped you from doing it again? Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Restorative justice. Some 12 and 13-year-olds, they nick some stuff. They've had to write a letter of apology, pay back what they owe, and go on a course. 
what do you think? Do, is that a good idea? And what did you steal when you were younger? And what stopped you from doing it again? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Brickywood, the North Orbitals, heavy going at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. We've got some road closures still in place because of flooding. In West Hyde, Copper Mill Lane is closed between Old Uxbridge Road and Park Lane. And in Preston, Hitchwood Lane is closed around School Lane. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley, a Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK, according to a survey out today. The Buckinghamshire home isn't named, but it's among the ten lowest scoring in the country. The Met Office is warning that more than an inch of rain could fall today in parts of southern England already badly hit by flooding. The area most at risk is a stretch of the River Thames between Windsor and Chertsey. And Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in cars carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban three counties sports bbc three counties radio there are matches tonight for Watford, Wickham and Luton. Watford hosts Birmingham in the Championship. Manager Beppe Sanino was pleased with Saturday's draw at Leeds Leicester but believes there's still room for improvement. Yes, we can improve, but uh, I saw till now, I saw a good, uh, a good response from my players in terms of what I'm asking them to do. We can improve in all areas and uh, I would like to see always as a coach I'm, I'm expecting improvements from everybody. Last night in the Championship, former Watford skipper John Eustace scored the only goal as Derby beat QPR 1-0. In League 2 tonight, struggling Wickham are returned to promotion chasing Fleetwood. In the conference, Luton travel to Macclesfield for what would be only their second league game since January the 4th. John Still's side will face another former football league club. Obviously with the promotion relegation, the league is going to be overcome by ex-football league clubs and which shows the strength of the, of the league. I, I think what also shows the strength of the league it's not cut and dried if you get relegated, you're up there for promotion. It doesn't work like that. It's a tough, tough league. In the Southern League Premier Division last night, Hitchin thrashed Bedford Town 6-1, while St Albans drew one all at home to Biddeford. Tonight, leaders Hemel Hempstead host Stourbridge. In the Premier League tonight, leaders Chelsea travel to West Brom, and in cricket, discarded England batsman Kevin Peterson has signed a new contract to play for Surrey this season. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. We'll go through the papers in a bit. Uh, if you want to uh, join us in the papers, you're more than welcome to 08459 455 555. But before that, Catherine, we are celebrating all this week the magic of 80s Macca. Paul McCartney's oft-overlooked um, output from the 1980s. Yeah, forget what he did in the 60s and 70s. Forget we that. all know that. We all know that. We all know his 80s stuff, but it just doesn't get played on radio and doesn't get played in concert by M- Paul McCartney, which I think is disgusting. 
Yeah, you tell him that when he rings up. Well, he will ring up. I, t- I tweeted him the phone number today and I told him the song we're going to play. So he'll be well excited. Forget that 50th anniversary they're having over in America. He'll be like, oh, blimey, they're playing. Oh, you know, they're uh, playing Spies Like Us on BBC Three Counties Radio. You know. Pass me the phone, Nance. Yeah, I'll give, I'll, I'll give him a call. Hey, hey, local radio, that was my idea. Uh, so, uh, so we're going to play Spies Like Us, mm-hmm. the theme tune to... Um, what was it the theme tune to? A film? Yeah, Chevy yeah. Chase. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. Ke- no Kelly, evil, hear no evil. Kelly, what was the... I went to the pictures to see that. What was the... Fi- what, what's Spies Like Us the theme tune to? Um... OK. Uh, we'll play that. McCartney's probably going to phone up in the next four minutes, 46 seconds. Yeah, so eyes on the phones, girls. Uh, eyes on the phones. Posh voice on, please.
the 1980s encapsulated in four minutes and 46 seconds of unbridled Macatastic joy. Ah. Macatastic. It's no Mull of Kintyre, is it? Tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's a big finish. Hang on. No, not a big ending. It just collapses. I forgot. Tomorrow, My Brave Face. I like that one. Now, that is a tune, isn't it? Yeah. That doesn't get played. Why? Him and Elvis Costello. Wonderful. 08459 555555. We'll look at the papers in a second, Catherine. Please. But we've got Carolyn Luton on the line. I'd like to speak to her first. Good morning, Carol. Hello there. Hello. Did you enjoy that Paul McCartney song? Oh, excellent. I love Paul McCartney and Wings. And he, he's good, isn't he, Paul McCartney? And he gets a lot of stick, and I think it's unfair, because he's brilliant. I agree with you entirely. Well, we're going to play a good one tomorrow. Now, you've called in about care homes, Carol. What would you like to I say? Am. No, it's just that I work at a, a care home. Am I allowed to mention it? Do, do, is it a good one or a bad one? It's a good one. Then let's give it a plug, and yes. I've just spoken to the manager, and I asked if I could, because um, the, the resident's um, family, always send lovely cards to say that they're very happy and I work there and we always get um, nice comments and that but it's never acknowledged, you know only if the bad things happen What makes this care home so good, do you think? Um, the staff as uh, Hang on, that's you, Carol you would say the staff, you're talking about yourself what do you do that adds the magic? No, no, there's just um, some of the staff some are not, not or not, you know, but obviously you get that everywhere, don't yes, you? Yes, of course, so I'm looking at work. that one. But, um, no. Yes, and it's a bright, it's a clean home, it's a runs efficiently, so, and a lot of, as I said, the, the, the um, relatives are extremely happy, and we all have, they send cards, you know, after they've passed away. Well, isn't that and uh, delightful? They, and then we have all the cards put up on a notice board or displayed at the reception. Well, that's a lovely thing, Carol. Give, give the care home a plug, then. It's um, Boopa at Twitch... Booper Ridgeway Lodge. Beautiful. Well, well, Carol, well done. You're doing a very important job. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. It is easy. If you've got bad stories about care homes, phone up and let us know. But it's easy to knock them. It's nice to kind of celebrate the magic what they do. What you got in the papers? Loads of stuff. Hey. Um, posh, posh Beckham. Um, oh. That's Victoria Beckham. She used to be she my makes... favourite. Can you believe that? That video where they're in the desert in PVC. Really? More than scary? I thought scary would be more your bag. Well, scary's more my bag um, and I use that in the literal sense in that solo song she did where it's all green and she's um, wearing the basque. Oh, 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 that's the... Oh, 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 oh. Great memories, Catherine. Thank you. What was, that? What was you. that called? Who knows? Who cares? Um, and then when I, I um, met Mel C, Sporty, she, in real life, she's really, really hot. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful lady. But can she run you up a frock in ten minutes flat? Because apparently Posh can. What? Uh, she is doing really well in a New York Fashion Week. That's the news, apparently. Oh. Um, the other thing oh. that's on the front page of The Sun, you know this neck nomination trend? Well, this is this this game that's apparently on Facebook. I don't really know a lot about it, where you nominate someone to have a right old booze up. I noticed that my half-sister was involved yeah, in one of these. Yeah, my cousin's been doing it as well. Yeah, she was, I, I saw a picture of her drinking something on a horse. I thought, no, I'm, I'm out of here. She's a half-sister. Yeah. This oh, is my evil, yeah. evil twin, yes. mum's evil twin's daughter. Yeah. But they've been doing it. Is it any different from what people are doing up and down the country for right or wrong reasons on a weekend? Yeah, but so they have, to, they have to drink something. Ridiculous they're, they're, things. There are claims that this has led to the death of at least two young gentlemen. I don't know quite how closely one can draw that, um, that conclusion. I think if they were daft enough to drink that sort but, of stuff anyway, they might have been doing it anyway. But you've not mentioned the story on the front page yeah, of, the, of the sun. Maggie's pole bearer next to goldfish... In pink swimsuit. He was wearing the swimsuit, not the goldfish. They yes. don't need a swimsuit. They don't. They swim naturally. Really? Is that a headline? Soldier plays drinking game. Soldiers do like a little booze up. 
They do like a little booze up every now and then. Uh, fantastic pictures, fantastic if that's not your houses that are affected. Uh, incredible pictures of uh, the floods. They're, they're now, they're getting closer, guys. They're in Windsor and in the southeast. They're coming up here. We, it's been kind of all right in bed. Well, I don't know. Well, th- no, we, there have been some ropey places. But it, poor fellow in Pookeridge yesterday. There seems to have been, you're absolutely right, yes, and of course that children's play area. <gasps> it seems to have been kind of smaller areas that have been hit. Whereas in the southwest and now in the southeast, it's huge places. It seems to be little small pockets here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Yeah, and not necessarily places next to the river. No, exactly. That's the weird thing. That's the weird thing. And it's not been raining that much. I mean, it's been raining, but not enough you would think. It's just got nowhere for it to go. It can't mm. sink into the ground anymore. That's what it would have Not appear. demeaning it if it's happened to you. I just think, I'm, I'm looking for the, uh, the faint wisp of silver lining on this very dark cloud and it seems to be that there are small pockets. What you got? A man's been arrested for holding an AK-47 assault rifle while dressed as a banana. Yeah, that'll do it. That's in illegal. In Beaumont, Texas. Was it the banana that did it or was it the gun? Have they a like look guns at, in Texas. They love gun. They love bananas. Look at that one about the, uh, the, the uh, Iranian football team, just at the top of that page. Four blokes in Iran's women's football team. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah? Yeah? Four footballers from Iran's national women's team have been banned for being men. Yeah, that They're would do it. among several top players in the country found to be fellas awaiting sex change operations. Oh. Well, here's an interesting thing. You could thing. say that, couldn't you? Yeah. If you wanted to play for women. I'm waiting to have a sex change operation. What accent is that? That's Iranian. Oh, right, clearly. I'm waiting to have a sex change operation. What are you going to do to me? That's Iranian. Iranian. Um, I've met an Iranian, so it's not racist. That's how they talked. Uh, In my head. Um, Can you, can transgender people play for their new gender? I think once they've got the full set, so to speak, yes. So um, if a man becomes a lady, they could go and play, for example, women's cricket. Because that seems unfair to me. We're on dodgy territory, trust me. But they do have, the hormone stuff can make them... Same physically as a woman, can't it? So that it's they're not, not as strong. It's not necessarily the physicals; it's it's the mentals. Oh they, right, that makes them a better player. They know what it's like to be a man, or vice versa. Yeah. So they've got kind of like a little. Or they don't because they've always been a woman trapped in a man's body. But they okay. They know what it's like to have been in a man's body. Yeah. Horrible for them. Terrible. And I'm, I, congratulations on anyone who makes that bold move to to cross over. Well done, you. I wish I'd been braver when I was younger. I wasn't. But. They know what it's like. I just, I just feel they've got an unfair advantage. Ooh. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. My friend told me a story about she, uh, basketball is massive in Spain. And she remembers playing against... Like, how big? How big? Uh, huge. It's like their, their national sport. Is it a bigger There's hoop? football and basketball. Do they have a bigger hoop? No. It's popular. Thank you. She played against a rather large girl in the opposite team. Yeah. It was a Manolo. It wasn't a Manuela. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise looking heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also on the speed sensors, the A1M southbound is slow at Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Blackmore End, Kimpton Road is closed between Luton Road and the Green because of flooding. And on public transport, we've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 6.46 or thereabouts. It's Tuesday the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK. That's according to a survey out today. The home isn't named, but it's among the ten lowest scoring in the country. The Met Office is warning that more than an inch of rain could fall today in parts of southern England already badly hit by flooding. The area most at risk is a stretch of the River Thames between Windsor and Chertsey. And in sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight, but the Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield. 08459 555. Let's get the weather now with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much. Hello, good morning to you. It's just about dry at the moment across the three counties. It will not stay that way for long. Got a little bit of showery activity just showing up on the radar for one or two of us. But uh, generally, at the moment, the bulk of the next belt of rain is towards the west of Oxford. It is steaming towards us, though. We are looking at wet weather then from about 8 or 9 o'clock this morning, spreading to all parts quite quickly. About four, maybe five hours worth of rain. Could be a little bit broken at times. It'll clear away in the early part of the afternoon though, leaving us uh, with a couple of hours of sunshine actually, it pulls away the cloud quite quickly, it will be breezy and it will be cold despite any late sunshine with a high of just 5 or 6 Celsius. Tonight we'll see the temperatures really falling away quite quickly and it is true to say that as we see some showers come in in the middle part of the night, we could have a little smattering of snow over the Chilterns, could be a fairly temporary feature but it means tomorrow morning watch out for some icy stretches as you make your way to work and school and then we'll have another day with more wet and windy weather moving towards us tomorrow. We've got weather warnings right across the three counties for this wet and windy weather moving in about breakfast time and with us through much of the day tomorrow and we'll see gusts of 40 or 50 miles an hour. It clears away by Thursday. Friday starts dry uh, but more rain towards the weekend. By the time we get through towards the end of the weekend we could have had another two inches worth of rain in. Winter Olympics on the BBC. It's time to see who'll shine. A massive cheer. Is it a good start? She's in gold medal position. Half a second in the lead. That's a massive margin. A seething, celebrating grandstand. The last turn. Surely it's gold. Oh, yes. The Winter Olympics continues today. Online, on radio and on BBC Two. H is on the line. Morning, H. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm fine, H. How are you? Yeah, I'm a bit bit cold here. I'm sorry, I'm talking through my nose at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, a bit bunged up. And I, you know, I went into Boots the other day to buy some uh, the Vic Sinex, and they didn't yeah. have any. And now I can't breathe properly, oh. so curses on them. Oh, I know. It's dreadful. I have to talk all day, unfortunately, and it doesn't help, does it? No. Are you a professional talkist? Talk... I'm a professional talkist. I'm a professional educator with a J. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I'm in front of them all day, and yap, 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 but I can't do it with a bunged up nose. So, Let's cut yeah. to the meat, H. What do you want to say to me? Right. I want to apologise. Yes. Ian and your wonderful team, I sent you a very rude email. Would you, like to, would you like to have it read back to you? No, I wouldn't. I was embarrassed the first time when I heard it. I couldn't even believe you read it out, and I thought it took great courage to do so. I'm going to read it again, and it's going to take great no, courage for me don't. to read... No, it's going to take courage for me to read it, and it's going to take courage for you to listen to it. Here we go. H. So, where were you on Friday morning as I tried to navigate the, flo- the floods by road? If there is one thing that local radio should be good at, it's the vital service of reporting early morning traffic conditions. F- frankly, you could forget all the blather, prattle and twatter of the rest of the show... 
I like that bit. And give us accurate information about travelling in the locale. That way you could save on vacuous presenters' salaries and give us a real oh. service. Yours not so amused, H. H, oh. you're a teacher. And you use the word twatter? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, bending the rules a bit, isn't it? Come on. Uh, I just wanted to apologise unreservedly for the tone of the content. It was uh, it was it was uncalled for and very cruel to a lovely and informative team in the morning. You would get up before before, before I do to deliver the the news and the and the information to the local area. Do you you do what you can with what you've got, and I thank you for it. <laughs> it's just that here we go. Oh, sitting, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I want to say sorry, but. No, it's not. It's not like that. It's just that it was a reaction to sitting on Friday, believe it or not, sitting high in the Chilterns. Yes. In a snowstorm, can you believe? Wow. In a flood. Wow. And and that made you grumpy. Slightly grumpy. An hour and a half of not getting to work. Yep. And the A41 was shut, which is that main arterial road from Aylesbury to. The London. next time it happens, H, give us a call and we I'll will plot a different route for you. There you go. Do you know what, H? We had one caller saying they might have seen snow on the Chilterns. One. And we were trying to verify yeah. it, and we would have loved to have heard from you. But, H, listen, it takes a... Uh, listen, as a man who uh, often fires off grumpy emails, then regrets it minutes later, uh, it takes a, a lot... I, I do, trust me. It takes a lot to apologise, and come on air and apologise. You could have just sent another email. Uh, your apology... Well, let me just go around the team. Kelly, do you accept H's apology? Wholeheartedly. OK. Uh, okay. Lu- uh, Louisa, do you accept H's apology? Most definitely. It's, this is the tough one, H. Catherine, do you accept it? What a man. There we go. You, uh, H, what a man indeed. Apology accepted, You're charming. sir. You're thank you. charming, and I thank you. Have a safe journey. Ta-ta, there we go. Listen, if he's teaching our kids, we're in safe hands. Because, yeah, he sent off a stroppy email, it's fine, I don't can deal with that. But, to then phone up, to phone up and come on air and apologise, boom, that's why I want my kids to learn. When I got that email through, because it was an intelligently written one, they yep. always hit hardest, don't they? Yeah, and yeah. I oh, my brain yes. to think what more we could have done for H, so yes. I'm glad he's written back. It or takes back in touch. a man, or indeed a woman, men do it better, to phone up and apologise. You were right, though, because you knew he was a fella, didn't you? Yeah, I did know he was a fella, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. You see, if he's teaching our kids, Kelly Betts, mm. we're in safe hands. We could get people to ring in with their apologies. Yeah, we could. We won't. What do you want? Nothing. OK. Ah, no, I know what we want. We want her to we go We want out. her to work. This is the story. Page three of the mail. Um, uh, oh. Sorry. I hope you're limbering up. That's not just... Listen, with, with everything that's going on, you can't stretch like that in front of a, a presenter. PC branded me disgusting for leaving my son in car for minutes, says TV star Lawrence Fox. As Detective Sergeant James Hathaway in popular ITV drama Lewis, Lawrence Fox is used to dealing with errant... Errant... That means naughty. ...behaviour. Fox35 says he was branded a disgusting and appalling human being. Disgusting and appalling. Wow. By a police community support officer after he left his five-year-old son, Winston, briefly unattended in his car while he went to the chemist um, to buy medicine. I think if you leave your kids in the car, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I think, I think there may be some other occasions. I think this is the only time when I'm paying for petrol mm-hmm. and I can see them in the... I, I make sure I park where I can see them from the shop and uh, it's normally parked right near the door... In, pay, out, go. In a drop-off pick-up scenario, yep. I've done it too. Yep, yep. Didn't you worry they're going to put the handbrake down? No, because they're, they're strapped, strapped in. in. 
Of course. It's not you the see. 70s anymore. But yeah. Some kids know how a seatbelt works. Yeah, mine do, mine actually. Do. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. No, uh, I, I tend to only do it on flat surfaces. I, I wouldn't do it on a hill. I wouldn't do it on a hill. You wouldn't do it on a hill, would you, Catherine? Uh... Nah, nah, let's say no. Uh, but it, back in the day, Kelly Betts, mm. it was common to be left in a pram, big old Victorian pram, outside a shop. Happened to me. Kids would be left out, outside a shop in a pram or a buggy. Yeah, I've been left all kinds of places. Where? Um, I was left on the amusement floor when I was... Um, the boy. amusement floor? Yeah, like, like you know the arcades? Oh! An arcade. Popped on the floor. That is disgusting. Um, don't you have to be over 18 to go in an arcade? Yeah, but I think I was too small. You're so like small, you go under... You, you go could, under the... <laughs> yes, a, maximum, a minimum 18, but if you're really small, you can go under it. You don't count. And right. also, I don't think that's true, anyway. I think it... No. Well, it depends. If you go to something like Casinos, then yes, you have to be over 18. But if you're just going to the arcade, was it a fair? Um, I, don't, I, was, I was really young, I don't have yeah. any memory of it. No age limit at a fair. What were you playing, mm. push pennies? I, I was... Donkey Kong, how high can you try? I was also left on a ride on Towers. So, could you go out this morning... And ask people, would they leave? And when I say go out, could you actually go out and ask people, would they leave their kids outside a shop or in the car or something? Our mates at work next door. Hmm? Hotel man. Ah. So you could start with him. Yeah. So That's what Justin wants to do. What I'm gonna if play a they song. don't have kids? I'm going to play a song now. Deal with that. OK, bye then. Bye. Actually, go and do it. OK. You are such Ah, oh, crackling rules that get on board We gonna ride till there ain't no more Who'll go, taking it slow And Lord, don't you know I'll have me a time with a poor man's lady Hitching on a twilight train Ain't nothing here that I care to take along Maybe a song To sing when I want Don't need to say please to no man For a happy tune Oh, I love my rosy child You got the way to make me happy You and me, we go and start Crackling rules, your store-bought woman but you make me sing like a guitar humming So hang on to me, girl, a song keeps running on Play it now, play it now, play it now My baby, crackling rose and make me smile Girl, if it lasts for an hour, that's alright Cause we got all night To set the world Find us a dream that don't ask no questions, yeah Oh, I love my rosy child You got the way to make me happy You and me, we go in style Crackling rose, your store-bought woman But you make me sing like a guitar humming So hang on to me, girl, I saw Last for an hour, well, that's all right, cause we got all night 
set the world right Find us a dream that don't ask no question BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm getting very, very bunged up. Can we, instead of sending Kelly Betts out to do stuff for the show, can we just send her out to get some Vix Sinex? Yeah, like, and for shrub- me as well. I'm really ill. You share mine. Uh, Go on. No. That's what Ravers did in the 80s. All right, well, wipe the end first. 08459 oh, four double five. Five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, what did you steal when you were younger and what stopped you, more importantly, what stopped you from doing it uh, again? Um, do you leave your kids in the car or outside a shop? Does that make you a bad parent? Does that make you, as uh, someone said, a PCSO said to uh, um, this actor, Lawrence Fox, um, a disgusting and appalling human being. 08459 four double five five double five. Oh, no, 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 no. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound slow at Junction 9 for Redbourne and the M25 anti-clockwise struggling between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound slow going at Junction 7 for Stevenage, but on public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, lots to talk about in the next hour of the show. Would you leave your kids in the car while you nipped into the garage? Give us a call and we'll talk after the latest news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, Bucks Care Home among the worst in the UK, more heavy rain as Thames flooding continues, and Beds MP backs smoking ban in cars carrying children. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK, according to a survey out today. The Your Care Report rated more than a thousand homes, using information from more than twenty thousand residents. The Buckinghamshire home isn't named, but it's among the ten lowest scoring in the country, as Sophie Solaria reports. The report obtained views from over 690 residents from 29 care homes across Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. However, one home in Bucks scored way below the national average, receiving an overall performance rating of 664 out of 1,000. The survey was judged across four main themes, namely staff and care, home comforts, choice and quality of life. Hundreds of homes along the Thames have been evacuated after the river burst its banks and swept into villages and towns in Buckinghamshire, Surrey and Berkshire. With more rain expected, the Environment Agency has warned that the water, which has already reached record levels, will go on rising and thousands more properties are at risk over the coming days. The Under Fire Environment Agency chairman, Lord Smith, told Newsnight mistakes have been made. We've all made mistakes. Everyone has made mistakes. 
I, I think though the Environment Agency has done a really good job of protecting 1.3 million homes. Meanwhile, improvements to a Bletchley cemetery which is prone to flooding will cost three times its initial estimate. Milton Keynes councillor Peter Geary admits it will cost £150,000 to put things right at the Selborne Avenue cemetery. He says work will be finished by the end of the summer. No graves are going to be touched. Um, it, it amounts to some, some, some very shallow um, trenches being dug along the backs of the graves so that uh, a small pipe is put in there to catch the water as it runs off. An 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog in Lancashire. She was attacked by the animal late last night at a house in Blackburn and died in hospital. A man and a woman in their 20s have been arrested on suspicion of child neglect. Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in cars carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban. The MP for South West Bedfordshire, Andrew Salou, backed the move. It's estimated 185,000 children every single day who have to put up to this, who get into a small metal unit. They have no choice. They are told to do it against their will. And we are here to speak up for those who have no voice, which is why I'm proud to support this measure tonight. Three 12- and 13-year-olds caught stealing phone accessories in Welling Garden City have been told to write a letter of apology, pay back what they owe and go on a course to learn about the consequences of their actions. The children were caught in January this year. In sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight, Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield for what would be only their second league game since January the 4th. The weather, more heavy rain and strong winds by mid-morning, clearing by mid-afternoon to leave some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. I'm having to do a lot of breathing through my mouth at the moment. My nose, what's happening to my nose? Someone's poured concrete up there in the last 30 minutes. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this hour, as always. Keen to get your input. A Buckinghamshire care home has been rated one of the ten worst in the UK in a new survey of residents. It's not being named. What do you think? Should it be? Three teenage shoplifters are being forced to write a letter of apology, pay the shopkeeper back and go on a course about consequences. Well, it sounds like a good idea to me. And is it always wrong to leave your child unattended? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the ten worst in the UK. That's according to a new report by the uh, name of Your Care, which surveyed more than 20,000 people living in over 1,000 facilities nationwide. The home in Buckinghamshire scored just 664 points out of a possible 1,000. The care home is not being named. What do you think? Should it be named? 08459 455 555. Douglas Quinn from Your Care also chairs the Castle Oak Care Home Group, which runs facilities in the three counties and joins me now. Morning, Douglas. Good morning. Why is, is the care home not being named? Could I just correct a couple of things there? Um, Castle Oak doesn't run any care facilities. Uh, it's, not, it's not a care operator. It's independent. Um, 
And the, 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 the particular care home that uh, you're referring to, it's important to put a couple of qualifications. Um, the, the, the providers that participate in your care rating, there's 32 providers, all of the results from the surveys are on the Your Care Rating website. Um, the purpose of Your Care Rating isn't to create a league table or create lists of the best or the worst homes that participated, um, but it's got three, three objectives. It's an independent organisation that was set up. Um, Is the care home named in this, this list? Absolutely. All the, all the care homes that participated in the... 2013 Your Care Rating Survey are on the are on the Your Care Rating. So, which website. care home is it then? You, if you if you go on to the to the website, all the all the homes are there. If you put in the postcodes for any area, all the there were. Okay, well, what, what's you could just tell us the name of it because you don't know what the postcode of no, the care home. I don't home. want to get into talking about an individual care home. Well, it's, it, I tell you why it's relevant, Douglas, because my my mum's in a care home in Buckinghamshire, and I'm now yeah. a little bit concerned. No, I think if you if you go onto the website. Well, you could just tell us. We've 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 got you here from from the organisation that did the survey, so you could just tell us. Yeah, it's not really the, my role to talk about individual care homes. But if I'm it's on the internet, Douglas, your care rating. If it's on the internet, absolutely. Then why don't you just tell us if it's in the public domain? I don't I don't see why you're so reluctant to tell no, us. I'm not reluctant. I'm not reluctant. But there are. I'm I'm picking up reluctance. No, no. The 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 important thing is that there were. Over a thousand care homes that. Um, okay, so there is a reluctance. To Tell us exactly. My producer's looking on the website. And she's finding it hard to find it. Where exactly does she need to go? If the website went live last night, right? Um, and if you go on to the uh, search by care home for the results of the 2013 Your yep. Care Rating Survey, and put in the postcodes for for Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire. But um, we don't know the postcode of this care home, do we? But it searches in a whole radius. It will give you all the participating homes. Um, and I think it's, impo- it's really important. This wasn't set up as a, as a league table of worst and best. I think it's very, very important to understand that what we wanted to do was capture the views of residents and all the providers um, that are part of um, your care rating that... Um, Catherine, have you found it? I'm, I'm finding a list, like a, a holiday brochure of care homes, possible care homes, but I'm finding it hard to find the... Um, Maybe we're being daft, Douglas. Tell, tell us exactly how we find the ratings. Maybe we're being a bit silly this time of the morning. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's not true. Um, the, there's a search by care home. Yeah, I'm looking um, at a number of different care homes in Buckinghamshire, but I can't see any ratings. Yeah, all the ratings, all the ratings are there. All the ratings. Do you have to click on each individual one? Well, I'm looking. Yeah, you, the, 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 the critical thing is that you can click on the care home. Oh, and it gives you the rating there. Exactly. We are, Douglas, the, Douglas, listen. And then it breaks, breaks it Douglas, down. Douglas, just tell us. That, I, I can't understand why, why you're being reluctant to tell us. My mum's in a care home in Buckinghamshire. I haven't got the specific details in front of me of each individual care home that participates. Well, people aren't going to click on every single name, are they? If you put yourself in the position of somebody who is, is looking for a, a care home... You want to know if it's good or it's bad. Exactly. Exactly. So, so why, would you, not tell, why would you not tell us, Douglas? I don't understand. Because I don't know the specific one that you're looking for. I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the care home that got 664 out of 1,000 in Buckinghamshire. 
that rate it as one of the, the, the worst ten in the country. No, that's not the case. I think it's very important. 654, you said? That's 664. 664, so that's ex- ex- essentially 66%. It's, one of, it's rated one of the worst, ten worst in the UK? No, it's, it's rated as one of the, the lower ones of the participating homes. Yeah, is there, in, there's in only your, ten in, in your UK survey. Rating. There are only ten in your survey under 700. Yes. So this is one of the ten worst in your survey? It's one of the lowest ones. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Bear in Sorry? Mind, bear in mind that really? this, reflects, this reflects the views of the residents yeah. in, in the, that specific care home and all the, all the schools. Yeah, what do they know about it, eh? I think they're very important. Exactly. So, so how can you say it's not a bad thing that a care home in Buckinghamshire is, what, is one of the ten worst in your survey? The, the reason I say that is because there are some clear objectives with your care rating, one of which is to promote continuous improvement. And what this does is indicate the areas that that care home needs to look at. OK, so what areas does this care home need to look at? Again, you'd need to go on and look at the... Douglas, uh, with the greatest of respect, with the greatest respect, Catherine Boyle, my producer, who is a very intelligent woman, is looking at your, is looking at your website now. The ratings, you have to click on each individual name uh, uh, to find the ratings. And we, well, we're not going to do that, Douglas, and that's a little bit unfair of you to suggest that we do do that. I would have thought, I would have thought that this, uh, that you would have had the information to hand. With the greatest of respect, it sounds like you're just doing a publicity campaign to get people to go to your care website. Not at all, not at all. Well, then, then why can't you give us the information that we need there are nearly 1100 homes the results of which were put up last night so you can't tell us the name of the what you can't tell us the name of the care home and you can't tell us where it needs to improve is that right the important thing no no is is that right because if that's right we might as well end it now i personally can't do that but that's not my role to do that then we douglas purpose of your care rating is to, to make sure this information is available. But, but it's kind of quite well hidden. Douglas, listen, if you can't give us the information we require, I'm going to thank you for your time, okay. and uh, we, will, we will move on. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm a little bit confused. I'm a little bit confused there. What's I mean? I feel we've just been sucked into an advert for for a website. What's what's well? What's, what's the website, Catherine? Maybe I'm being dim. No, you're a very intelligent woman. I was well, playing this down a little bit there. What's, what's the website? Judgment. Yourcarehome.co.uk. Okay, and you said in the search bit, put put Buckinghamshire. See? Hang on a second. We're, we're, Find care homes. Care we're, home. we're operating with a search for care in... Right, I'm putting... Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm guessing older people, although there's also uh, for children, adolescents and adults under 65. Older people. Yeah, older people. Okay. Uh, so first one. There's one there. Looks nice. Nice picture. Again, it's like a holiday brochure. Yeah, okay. Care home details. The rating must be there, right? Yeah, so click on that. Uh... Don't see it. Um, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm struggling a little bit. Let me go to the homepage again. Um, uh, uh, leave your review. Yourcarehome.co.uk. No, that's the search box, isn't it? Let's. Um, that's the search box. Well, let me. I tell you what I'm going to do. Well, uh, during the news, I'll have a little look at my mum's care home and see where it's in there. I felt. I, it, I don't know, maybe, with respect to Douglas, maybe it wasn't explained to him exactly what we were requiring, but I w- would have thought, I would have thought, um, that I-, I feel we've been sold a slight pup there, in as much as that gentleman was, was reluctant to offer us the information, and seemed to think that uh, by scoring badly, 
that that was a good thing because it shows where people can improve. But it doesn't show us when we're choosing. Ah, dearie, dearie me. I'm not, I don't quite understand what that website is. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Would you want to know if your mum, your dad, your grandparents, your husband, your wife were being put into a care home that perhaps it wasn't up to scratch? Of course you would. Would you like a website that would tell you which homes aren't quite up to scratch and in what areas they're lacking? Of course you would. So why doesn't this website do that and make it easy? Oh dear, there'll be another complaint to the boss later on. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. That was frustrating. I think you were sold a whole litter of pups. I think so. Someone go and feed those pups. Get, get me a sack. <laughs> get go on. Sorted. I think it's that was pointless. He didn't tell us anything, and I think they should be named because I luckily don't have anyone in a home. I know sadly your mum's in one. Yeah, and sounds like it's a nice one, and she's it's happy, a pretty good one, which is great. But if they don't name it, are they even going to bother telling the relatives? Well, that's another interesting point you, you put up, Lynn. If, if the care home that mum was in did particularly badly, I would like, I doubt I get it, but I would like uh, a phone call or a letter or an email saying, just to let you know, we did very badly, these are the areas we're lacking in and we are throwing all of our attention into improving these areas. It's so important when you are putting, you are helping someone you love, putting this the wrong word, helping someone you love move into residential care, it's so important that they're happy, that the service they're getting is good, and that you as the family can relax a bit. That's one of the reasons it's so you well, can relax. Well, that's why people do it, is yeah. to look after somebody they love. Lynn, I appreciate your time this morning. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. It's a quarter past seven. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise delays are building now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 London bound also slow at Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the speed sensors, the A1 southbound, there are queues at the Black Cat roundabout to Eaton Soken. And in Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road southbound is slow between Longbottom Lane and the A40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 7.16. It's Tuesday the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK, according to a survey out today. Hundreds of homes along the Thames have been evacuated after the river burst its banks and swept into villages and towns in Buckinghamshire, Surrey and Berkshire. And in sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight. Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield. BBC Three Counties Radio. got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation? Get this roofing company round, see if they can fix the problem and I'll pay the bill. He said, yeah, I did say that. The JVS show fights for your rights. This conversation went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So Roy, the question is, has he paid the bill? Yes, and he was standing there and he handed me an envelope, so I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it. There's a cheque for £420 and that's it. If you need our help, email JVS 
PBS show at bbc.co.uk. Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn, and any other problems, Roy, you know where I am. The JVS show, weekdays from nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm looking at this website. Its name should not be mentioned on this show again. And I've just typed in a random postcode from Bucks. My mum's care home isn't on there, which in many ways I'm relieved about. Uh, and we're, we're at a, looking at a care home, and I cannot see any no. point system or scoring. Do you know what it looks like? Go on. Like Right Move or something, where agents or care home operators buy into it so that they can advertise their home on a on what's essentially kind of an agency, a portal. Yeah. But I can't see any ratings, and it's not just me being daft for once. No, I, I, and you know, don't put yourself down. You are you're very intelligent. You know your way around this stuff. I, I like to think I know my way around this stuff, and I cannot see anything about a rating system. Now the gentleman isn't here anymore to, to talk about it, so I, I don't want to denigrate him. But um, uh, I'm I'm left a little confused. It's not what we were told by the um, marketeers. It's by the marketeers, There's and a that's not a, a company name. That is a, a job. That's you a know, job. Press, that's press a officer job. type people. But we can thank you, Catherine. We can still talk about care homes and the, the uh, care lack of or the amount of care you get. We always do stories knocking care homes because they're big stories. And you can call in with those, definitely. But if, you're, if you've got someone who's in a really good care home and actually they go just that little bit further to make life better for your husband or your wife or your mum or your dad, they go just that little bit further, then maybe there's an extra special carer there who's taken a shine to Nan. Do give us a call. Let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate what's good about uh, care home, shall we? 08459 455 555. Now, here's a story. Three 12 to 13-year-olds from Welling Garden City have been put on a programme of restorative justice after being caught pinching mobile phone accessories. Their punishment includes writing a letter of apology, paying the shopkeeper back and going on a course to learn about the impact of their behaviour. The University of Bedfordshire's youth crime specialist, John Pitts, thinks this is overkill. I'm joined now by Alan Greer. He's a former victim liaison officer with the Youth, Youth Offenders Service in Buckinghamshire. Morning, Alan. Good morning. What do you reckon to this? Uh, well, I think I think it's going the wrong way. Restorative justice should be giving them the opportunity to for the victim to meet them. And how how keen would you be if someone committed an offence against you, and they were made to write a letter of apology? I would think it was a start. I would certainly think it was a start. Yeah, but do you not think it's a bit backwards? You know, if if they were to meet you. Uh, and then you got the opportunity to get across how it had impacted on you. Do you not think there's more likelihood that they would then... I agree. But I, I, I would like to think, Alan, and I don't know this, but when it says paying the shopkeeper back, I would like to think they go and do that in person. Right, yeah, absolutely. And that, would, that make, would that work better with you? Yes. That's how I've interpreted it. I don't know if that's the case, but yes, I agree. I, I, it, it, should de- I w- it should be a face-to-face um, meeting between the two separate parties. Yes. What about the course aspect of this? We, the we, the uh, professor of uh, the crime specialist, John Pitts, told us he thought that was perhaps a little bit too much. Well, I'm not, I'm not completely familiar with the course side, but the best way is that I've experienced that uh, uh, an offender can understand the impact of what they've done is to meet the victim. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get that out of a textbook. I think you're right. I'm not sure whether they do meet the victim. Let's 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 assume they do. Why is that so important, Alan? Do you think? 
Because at the time that they commit the offence, um, the, the, the victims generally will feel disempowered and the offender feels empowered. When you have a controlled setting and it's facilitated by a specialist, then that gives you the opportunity to basically turn that around on its head. Yeah. And you're given the, the, the victim the confidence in the criminal justice system again, first and foremost. Secondly, it gives the, the opportunity to the offender to turn things around in regards to, the, you know, quite often they'll do something, they'll see themselves as a really bad individual, they'll usually be told by family and friends that they're a bad individual. So to then do the right thing by meeting the person that they've wronged, that, that tends to have a huge impact on them in a positive way in regards to their further development. Why don't we do this more, Alan? Why don't we get the the criminals meeting up with the victims of crime? Obviously, right. the, some of the victims of crime may not want to meet those people, and that's completely understandable. But in the cases where they do, it seems like a, a, a good idea. It's money. It costs more money in the short run to facilitate it, because what you've got to do is lots of risk assessment. You've got to, you know, as when I was a victim liaison officer, I would meet with the offender and interview them maybe two or three times and then the victim as well, just to ascertain, because the last thing that you want to do, I mean, say for example, you were burgled, and we got the offender along that had done the, the, committed the offence against you, you explain to them, you know, the depths and gravity of how it's affected you, and they turn around and simply say, so what, I burgled your house, you shouldn't have left the door on uh, a rubbish lock on it. So it's, it's crucial that there's a lot of work goes in prior to, to make sure that the wrong things aren't said. But I would say that we can't afford not to do it in the long run, because if we don't uh, cut back on residualism, which is reoffending, then it's going to continue to perpetuate and cost the system a fortune. No, Alan, I think we've spoken about this before, but remind me why you're uh, such an advocate of restorative justice. What happened to you? Well, I was a victim of an unprovoked attempted murder attack. Someone walked up and stabbed me. And I certainly would have taken the opportunity to have met with the guy that had done that to me later on. Uh, because uh, it's an odd thing. You know, once somebody commits a crime against you, it's a bit like a virus. I suffered post-traumatic stress disorder for mm -hmm. about five years. The guy that stabbed me obviously had mental health issues. And because when the criminal justice system kicks in... Sadly, the criminal justice system, the last people that they consider as the victim and or the offender to a degree, they look at the offence as, as something that had happened quite rightly, and then they look at sentencing around that, but they don't really consider the, the, the real implications in terms of how it's impacted. I mean, in shoplifting, a lot of kids, they're not educated very well. They, they see shoplifting as a victimless crime. They, they feel that, you know, to steal something out of a store, it's not really costing anyone anything, because the stores can afford that. Some even used to believe that the stores got the stuff for nothing. Um, but that, that's completely untrue, obviously. One, it costs a fortune to secure the store, to constantly upgrade the security within the store. Two, the more short uh, shrinkage that they've got in a store over a period of a month, the more likelihood that it will affect it, the monthly profits. If that affects the monthly pr profits, that will then obviously have an impact on whether or not the staff get their bonuses. And thirdly, the other knock-on effect is that it will invariably raise prices. So, you know, it's, offenders need to understand that if they do this, they're actually costing themselves and their family money in the long run too. 
So, Alan, sorry, did you, did you say you didn't get to meet the chap that no. stabbed you? No, I never got to meet what, the guy that stabbed me. What would that have meant to you if you had? What do you think you would have achieved from that? Well, the golden question, why? Why did you do what you did? Have you any idea what you've done to me? How you affected my family, etc.? And would it uh, would it have made it worse if he didn't if you met him, but he didn't give you the answers to those questions? Would that not leave you feeling more frustrated? Well, I've done a lot of black checking and stuff through the police and stuff like that because eventually I worked for victim support yeah. because they had helped us, and then laterally with the youth offending service. So I was able to ascertain that the guy had he was supposed to be caring the community. So you know because of lack of money. They tell us they shut down all these care facilities, so therefore they put them in the community and they expect people with severe mental health issues to remember to take their medication. Yeah. If they don't take their medication, guys like me get stabbed. Alan, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. It's Alan Greer there. He's a former victim liaison officer with the Youth Offender Service in Buckinghamshire. Uh, saying there should be more restorative justice, which is kind of what's happening with these kids. Nicked about 50 quid's worth of phone stuff. They've got to write a letter, pay the man back and go on a course. I don't think they do actually meet the person that they stole from. And that that perhaps is the key thing here. It's easy to write a letter. Uh, I remember when uh, a a relative of mine was was a victim of uh, um, a burglary or stealing. And it all went to court. And just before the the young lady who did the stealing was about to be sentenced, uh, a letter was passed to me to read I'm really sorry for what I've done I won't do it again please forgive me now that was written because this person suspected that by writing this letter she would get a slightly lenient sentence didn't work didn't work so perhaps writing a letter isn't enough maybe they do need to go and meet with the person and look them in the eye would that work? 08459 455 555. What do you think about that? And also, on a kind of tangent, and we're not making light of this, so please don't think we are, what have you stolen? And what stopped you from doing it again? I say I nicked some CDs once. Oh, man, I felt... It was 16, 16, maybe 17. Old enough to know better, definitely. Did it a couple of times. Oh, the guilt and the shame was awful. Just awful. Couldn't ever, ever do it again. I couldn't even accidentally steal anything. You, you, you had your skirt that you didn't pay for. Yep, that I hadn't paid for. They hadn't run it through. They hadn't run it through the cash register. I realised I couldn't wear it. I had to take it back and pay for it. They thought I was mad. Yeah. Well done, you. That's, that's the decent thing to do. I don't know if anybody else would be so, uh, so honest. It would have been the skirt of shame otherwise. There we go, you see. <laughs> there are so many jokes in my head that I am not making um, at all. In reference to uh, American presidents, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, what text am I looking at? Hang on, I can't find it. You find it, Catherine? From Yenda in Sundon. Go on. That man about the care homes just made me furious. Uh, my great aunt died just after being put in a care home in North Devon. Her bell was turned off because she wanted cups of tea. She fell on her way to the toilet because no one answered her bell, and she was left waiting with a fractured hip. At hospital, she was diagnosed as severely dehydrated. After the hip operation, she died. There oh, were dear. four deaths there in the first few months and she was there a 
alone. She was forced into it by her eldest daughter against her wishes and lasted less than a year. The place was the pits. I would love to see a rating oh for dear. it. Well, and that's why I think it's important to have a rating. And the gentleman who's saying, well, we're not here to do league tables. Well, the, the moment that you introduce a rating system, I'm afraid that's kind of what happens. And you, you're naive... If you if you introduce a rating system and don't think that people are going to make comparisons and things like saying that we couldn't make a comparison because we couldn't find the rating system on his website that should not be mentioned on this show again. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound slow going between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise also struggling between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. In Kings Langley, the A41 southbound uh, struggling between the Hemel Hempstead turnoff and the M25. And in Chorleywood, Green Street is closed between Greenbury Close and Orchard Drive because of flooding. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hundreds of homes along the Thames have been evacuated after the river burst its banks and swept into villages and towns in Buckinghamshire, Surrey and Berkshire. With more rain expected, the Environment Agency has warned that the water, which has already reached record levels, will go on rising. An 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog in Lancashire. She was attacked by the animal late last night at a house in Blackburn and died in hospital. And Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in cars carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are matches tonight for Watford, Wickham and Luton. Watford host Birmingham in the Championship. Manager Beppe Sanino was pleased with Saturday's draw at Leeds Leicester but believes there's still room for improvement. Yes, we can improve, but uh, I saw till now, I saw a good, uh, a good response from my players in terms of what I'm asking them to do. We can improve in all areas and uh, I would like to see always as a coach I'm, I'm expecting improvements from everybody. Last night in the Championship, former Watford skipper John Eustace scored the only goal as Derby beat QPR 1-0. In League 2 tonight, struggling Wickham are at home to promotion chasing Fleetwood. In the conference, Luton travel to Macclesfield for what would be only their second league game since January the 4th. John Still's side will face another former football league club. Obviously with the promotion relegation, the league is going to be overcome by ex-football league clubs and which shows the strength of the, of the league. I, I think what also shows the strength of the league it's not cut and dried if you get relegated, you're up there for promotion. It doesn't work like that. It's a tough, tough league. And there's commentary on Watford and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. In the Southern League Premier Division last night, Hitchin thrashed Bedford Town 6-1. St Albans drew one all at home to Biddeford. Tonight, leaders Hemel Hempstead host Stourbridge. In the Premier League tonight, leaders Chelsea travel to West Brom. And in cricket, discarded England batsman Kevin Peterson has signed a new contract to play for Surrey this season. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about care homes, we're talking about restorative justice. We're also asking this morning, are you a bad parent if you leave your kids alone? 
We'll come to that in a second. Trevor's on the move. Morning, Trevor. Morning, Ian. What How have you got you? for me, boss? I was just saying, have you tried the good care guide? The good care guide? No, what's that? Yeah. It's, I'll just put it on a, on a voice search on the system, and it just came up with different different ones to get reviews on care homes. Oh, so this is reviews of care homes, the good care, yeah. gu- good care guide, right. And it, it, it kind of tells you which ones are good and which ones are a little bit ropey, does it? Oh, you look at you with your futuristic technology and voice <laughs> search, you say. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, listen, well, I'll have a little look at that. Thank you very much indeed. Um, there we go. Look, I see. That's, this looks... Uh, let's have a little look at this. Let's just put in uh, this postcode and see what pops up. It's kind of a good idea to have a system where you can... Uh, um, oh, I see. Right, OK. So the, you have to write reviews. OK, so they don't, they're, they're not all reviewed. Um, you have to kind of add your own review. And those review sites, they only tend to be people moaning, don't they? Well, well, didn't TripAdvisor get, get done? Because some, um, uh, some hotels were posting really, really uh, you know, great reviews about their own hotel. So you, you've got to take these things with a pinch off. Worst thing you can do after booking a, a holiday is to then Google it and oh, find out no. what other people have said about no. it. Because there's always someone who had a horrible, horrible when we arrived experience. When we arrived, yes. there was beans on the inside of my bed covers. That sounds like a classy hotel to me. I, I'd be <laughs> up some of, the pla- some of the places I've stayed in the last couple of weeks. I would be well up for that. With those websites, the TripAdvisor, and there are loads of those kind of uh, review sites, you have to uh, kind of read between the lines and get the average. Look at the best one, look at the worst one. The truth Split is the somewhere in between. Listen, as long as he's got beds. Hey, here's something. I stayed in a hotel in Birmingham on uh, Friday in night. Where? Birmingham. Bubbagub. It's getting more bunged up. It is. Have you got some tissues in there? I, no, there, I can't blow. It's concrete. Oh. I I'm need... the same. I'm blocked, but it's not dripping. No, I need Vicks. I need, I need something. So I stayed in a hotel in Birmingham uh, on Friday, right? And it was it was 25 quid. Yes. That's going to be a quality Well, no. I got it at one of those kind of... Um, you, you book near just when you're about to check in. So oh. you, it, was, it was reduced from 65 pounds. So I got in, and they said, right, you're on the eighth floor. Fantastic. Great view of the city. Beautiful. Right in the city centre. Beautiful. I like Birmingham. Spaghetti Junction? Spaghetti what? Junction. (laughs) I'm really up the junction. No. It was right in the city centre. You could see out on the the main strip and everything. I like Birmingham. Bull ring? You could see the bull ring. Oh, you're you're talking about this story. It's boring. (laughs) It's not. It's true. Uh, Go. So... Eighth floor. Wonderful. Yes. Eighth floor. 25 quid. Get up in the lift. Come out of the lift. I thought, what's a bit, um, it's a bit pungent. Here, a little bit, a little bit cloudy. It was cloudy there. And I walk in, they had a sign saying, "This is a smoking floor." They still have those. I thought, isn't that quaint? They've left that sign up from the eighties. From the eighties. And then I went in my room. I saw an ashtray. (gasps) I smelt like I'd walked into a thick fog of smoke. It was a smoking floor. I was in a smoking room. How is that even legally possible? It turns out it is. It's not considered... um, It's considered private residence or something. Right. So you can have smoking rooms there. And my pillow... I was too tired to to complain. I bet you couldn't open the window, could you? Couldn't open the window. Too high up. My pillow stank of smoke. It was horrible. And then, right, and then I went out to get some uh, food. Cigarettes, probably. Well, to get some smokes. It reminded me. I got on in the eighth floor, went down the seventh floor, two young lads came in. And as they walked in, the second lad went, oh, my days. And he clapped his hand over his ear. I saw what he was trying to hide. A drug cigarette. Really? He had a cigarette of drug. Behind his ear? He had it behind his ear. And I said to him, I thought I was being rather amusing. I said, you young man are a very 
very naughty boy. <laughs> and I suggest you put that in your pocket, otherwise you're going to get into a lot of trouble. And he said, could you smell it? I said, of course I could smell it. You're smoking a load of drugs, you muppet. The thing is about younger cannabists is they don't realise that we smelt it before. Yeah, well, have you? As, well, I went to college. When you're walking behind them down the street, they're doing that look to each other like, yeah, they don't know what we're doing. They think we're on some sort of herbal medication. Yeah. We all know what it is. You smoke it, you're a cannibalist, and you're smoking it in the street. But he was, it was a, but I, a smoking room in a hotel, Catherine, I couldn't imagine. I wish, it did make me think, oh, I wish I could... Uh, be bothered to roll up a, a cigarette. At least you could cigar. join in. Exactly. exactly. It was horrible. Smoking in a hotel. Why would anyone do that? On the subject of uh, restorative justice, Gary and Luton. Restorative justice? What a load of PC rubbish. Who would want to meet a mugger, burglar, shoplifter to discuss what they did? I would. I would. It means nothing to the criminal who wouldn't mean a word of the so-called remorse. They're just being forced to do it. The only way... Oh, really, Gary? The only way a victim should meet the criminal is when the victim is holding the whip that flays the skin of the crook's back that that swallowed the fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps, Perhaps she'll, she'll die. die. That's justice. No wonder crooks don't give a damn in this PC nanny state we live in. Well, no, no, Gary... They'd still go to prison, but I do think there is something for looking in the eye of the person what robbed your house or nicked your car or tried to stab you. That is proper Old Testament justice, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it just? I, 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 I urge a plague of locusts. Isn't this more about the fact that, unfortunately, a lot of people do not have the moral guidance that they may have had in the past, Little and so... Senses. The police have to step in, so teaching them to do what your mum would have dragged you down to the shop by your ear doing 50 years ago. My eldest nicked a tenner off me last night. Mugged you? Pretty much. I was, do, I was trying to get the boots. We were going to go out puddling. Where we jump in puddles. The verb to puddle. To puddle. Well known. Um, we were going to go. Uh, we were going to go and meet their mum, who was working in like a flooded area. It took me an hour to work out we couldn't get there because hey, guess what? It's it a flooded flooded. area. Yeah. yeah. So I'm putting the boots on the youngest, and the eldest comes in with a ten pound note and goes, "Daddy, what's this? How much money is this?" I said, "It's ten pounds. It's a lot of money. Can I have it? No, you can't. Give it back." Putting the boots on the other one, and then I kind of forgot about the money. Got in the car. I said, oh, that £10 note, where did you put it? I don't know. Sorry? I don't know. Ignorance is no defence. Tell me where you put it. I don't know. Think about where you put the money. I don't know, you're stupid! I'm not stupid, he's the one... Calm down. You know it's gone on a GG, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I said, just just think really hard. Where did you put Daddy's money? Um, On the new table. Got a new table. Oh, good, it's nice. It's lovely. I noticed they've been at it with their toy swords. Uh, good boy, well done, that's great, thank you very much Right, we're going to go and find Mum and them Couldn't find Mama. an hour in the car, the kids screaming I gave them some cowpole, wonderful Came back, put them to bed, right, going to get that tenner Woo, yes You gave them some cowpole because they were ill, we should point out Oh, didn't you? Yeah, sure, why not, why not If that makes it, it makes it easier for you to swallow that bitter pill Then yes, I gave them some cowpole because they're ill And naughtiness is almost classified as an illness uh, So Went back to the new table, looked for the £10 note, it wasn't there. <laughs> looked all around the living room, it's not there. He's nicked a tenner. He's nicked a tenner. Uh, restorative justice. I don't know where little boys hide things. Uh, unfortunately, I do, and I don't want to go there. I do not want to go there. PC branded me disgusting for leaving my son in car for minutes. <laughs> Says TV star Lawrence Fox. Oh, I've got text. Have I? Oh, let's have a little look at this. What's this? Uh, uh, oh, shoplifting text. 
Uh, oh, do you hear my nose then? Ian, when I was either 11 or 12, I was in my local shop with some of the other boys when one of them put something in a coat pocket. Then they dared me to say... Then they dared me to, to... So under pressure, I put some chewing gum up my sleeve. As we entered the street, I felt a hand touch my shoulder and pull me back into the shop. It was a store detective. We'd all been caught. Marched up to the manager's office, giving a good telling off. Our parents called and banned from that store. I knew... Did that? I never did that or any bad thing ever again, says Ben in Buckingham. How legal are the signs that say only two school children at one time? Are they legal? Um, are they legally binding? What if, what, you know, if, if three go in... Ask the kids, they know their rights. Well, if the, yeah, they do. If three go in, how, do they de- how does the shopkeeper decide which one goes out? So they'll go in at the same time, like the three stooges, through the door at the same time. How will they decide which one gets kicked out? Yeah, the, the, the dodgiest looking one. I, I remember those days of seeing the school bags all outside the front door of yep. the shop, which yep. is really helpful to the rest of the customers. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Now, back to this. PC branded me disgusting for leaving my son in car. Is it ever acceptable to leave your kids on their own? That's the question on the back of this story, OK? Is it ever acceptable? It was written by someone called Sebastian Shakespeare. Gosh. And Richard Eden. It's taken two people to write this story. Is it ever acceptable to leave your kids on their own? I remember being six years old, right? And my mum leaving me in the house on my own to take my sister to brownies. And we had a, a fire, a coal fire. I remember turning, you could turn it up, you could turn it up even though it was coal. I guess you opened the, the vent a bit. And I remember putting it on maximum and taking my pyjamas off and warming my willy and warming the pyjamas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry. I was a six-year-old child. Like, you don't focus for a second. Talking about leaving kids on their own. I How was... did this get to radiators? <laughs> it was a fire. Oh. <laughs> That's very hazardous. It was, I was six years old. It would be 1979. My mum uh, left me on my own to go in the house to go and take my sister to Brownies. And I turned the fire up. It was a coal fire, but you could turn it up. It opened a vent, I guess. So it was roaring fire. And um, uh, we used to have the coal man come and deliver. That's how old I am. And I took my pyjama trousers off and heated the pyjama trousers and heated my willy. All right. In front of the fire. Okay. You used the trousers. You didn't do it direct. No, I did it direct as well. I took the trousers off. So heating that and heating that. Yeah. And then I forgot to turn the fire down. And mum came home and she went mental. Part of, even at six, I was thinking, you shouldn't have left me on my own. I'm six. What are you doing, you and silly woman? And you're wafting probably highly flammable trousers yeah, near yeah, an yeah. open flame. Oh, they would, have been, they would have been highly flammable in the 70s. So if, is it ever acceptable to leave your kids on, the own, on their own? I don't think that situation is. But this story. As Detective Sergeant James Hathaway and popular ITV drama Lewis, Lawrence Fox is you spot... They say that like he should know better because he's a policeman. He's a pretend policeman. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, someone who likes to play. That's what he does. He plays. He's a player. In terms of acting, not in... Anyway. It was the actor who was on the receiving end of a dressing down from the police yesterday. Fox 35 said he was branded a disgusting and appalling human being by a police community support officer. Oh. After he left his five-year-old son, Winston, briefly unattended in his car while he went to the chemist. Uh, the actor, who is married to Billy Piper, told his followers on Twitter, parking loading bay to run into chemist to get medicine for sick child. Eldest son asked to stay in the car. I agree. Returned to car to find police community support officer telling me my son has been screaming in the car. He looks fine to me. I ask him if he's okay. He says he's fine. I ask him if he was screaming. He says no. Get in the car. This is a long tweet. As I close the door, officers call me a disgusting and appalling human being and infers my son is lying. 
Fox, son of actor James Fox. I've worked with James Fox. Wonderful and completely bonkers. Uh, said he would said he would, uh, I don't know, would complain formally about the officer. I cannot believe it. He said, I've got their number. Looking forward to writing to whoever it is you write to when you are harassed by the police. Oh, here we go. Technically, it's an offence to leave any child under 16 alone for any period of time, even briefly, in a locked car. Oh. Section 1 of the Children's and Young Persons Act, 19... 19 anybody? What year do you think this act came into place? 1936. Really? 1933 makes it an offence to neglect or abandon a child, but the law does not make clear what this amounts to. But leaving him outside in a silver cross pram outside the shop was fine oh, in 1930. Was fine, wasn't it? 08459 455 555. Is it ever acceptable to leave your kids on their own? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, we've got reports that a lane is blocked at Junction 5 for Welling Garden City after a van hit the central reservation. There are queues on the approach. Also in Wendover, South Street is partially blocked by an accident at the High Street and there are queues around the area. M1 London bound, slow going between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise also struggling between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Torrential rain and strong winds are hitting parts of southern England, already affected by some of the worst floods in living memory. Hundreds of homes have been evacuated along a 12-mile stretch of the Thames in Buckinghamshire, Berkshire and Surrey. An 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog in Lancashire. She was attacked by the animal late last night at a house in Blackburn and died in hospital. And in sport, Watford hosts Birmingham tonight, Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield. Right, it's time to get the latest weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thanks very much indeed. Hello, good morning to you. There was some dry weather around a little while ago, but it's uh, largely disappearing now because we've got the next belt of wet weather moving towards us. Met offers weather warnings in force for today and, in fact, the coming days as well because yet more belts of heavy rain moving in. Uh, this initial one with us now across uh, Aylesbury, Wickham, uh, not quite stretching to all parts, though, uh, but across much of Buckinghamshire, will have a little bit of breaking behind it. So it looks like we'll keep for the next little while, an hour's worth of rain, then a break, and then more to come through much of this morning into the early part of the afternoon. Wet and windy then until about one or two o'clock this afternoon in the west, uh, three o'clock this afternoon in the east. Behind it, some sunshine to finish out the day, no matter what, whether you've got the cloud, the rain, or the sunshine, it's going to feel chilly because it'll be windy throughout and a top temperature of just four or five Celsius. Tonight, under clear skies, the temperatures fall away sharply, close to freezing, and then we have some wintry showers to make their way in from the west. That means we could have a little smattering of snow by tomorrow morning and certainly some issues with ice before the next belt of wet weather moves in, initially in the form of some wintry showers and then outbreaks of heavy rain again for tomorrow afternoon. Gusts of wind at 40, 50 miles an hour will keep that rain right the way through until the evening. Then on Thursday, drier, a little bit brighter and maybe the wind starting to ease a touch before they pick up again as we move towards the weekend and the next belt of wet weather moves in. 
On the 14th of February 1939, Queen Mary visited Luton to open a new community-funded hospital. 75 years on, the Luton and Dunstable Hospital continues to go from strength to strength. Later this week, we're taking part in the birthday celebrations. I'll be live from the hospital on Thursday afternoon, speaking to past and present staff, finding out how all the different areas work together, and I'll host a live panel discussion focusing on the health service. And then on Friday, I'll be in the children's ward, where the young patients will help me deliver the all-important birthday cake, and I'll be taught all about the history of the hospital with former nurse Janet Graham. Celebrating the Luton and Dunstable Hospital later this week on BBC Three Counties Radio. That sounds excellent. Anybody uh, think that Nick Coffer thought he was going to say that the young children will help him deliver babies? That's where I thought he was going with that. That's where I thought he was going. I'd listen to that. Nick Coffer and some children delivering babies. Oh, there's your Sony goal, boys and girls. There it is. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Let's be honest, shall we? A little bit quiet on the phones today. I don't, I don't know why it's so quiet on the phones. I think we're going on. Sorry? <laughs> I think you're going on. <laughs> That's my job. I think we might be being too... En- if there's a- such a thing as too entertaining, this might be it. This could... This, I mean, yes, this could be it. So let's just... Slow it down a bit, shall we? Hello? Maybe the phones are broken. Yeah. I can hear Louisa struggling in the background. Maybe the phones are broken. Even Dennis hasn't bothered to call in. We've not even had a complaint this morning. Wowzers. See, they, they must, must be broken. We normally get... We normally, by 8 o'clock, 10 to 8, we've had about a dozen complaints. Well, doesn't the Daily Telegraph feel thin today? Really thin. Very thin. Homeowners, you knew the risk. Whoa, who said that? Environment agency boss inflames tensions by saying anyone who buys on floodplains needs to think about the threat. He's kind of got a point, hasn't he? It kind of makes sense. The chairman of the environment agency... You just don't really say that if you're the chairman of the environment agency. The chairman of the Environment Agency risked further criticism last night when he suggested that flooded residents were partly to blame for their problems by choosing to live in high-risk regions. Lord Smith said um, people who bought homes in floodplains needed to think about the risk that property faces. The remark stoked the mounting anger towards Lord Smith's agency, which has been criticised for its response to the floods. It makes sense, actually, though, doesn't it? My my knee-jerk reaction is, oh, my days... OMG! WTF! But, if you do buy near rivers, or on floodplains, you kind of have to bear that in mind. When you buy a house, you go, I think you go to the Environment Agency website, don't you? You type in your postcode, and it tells you how much at risk your property is from flooding. And you kind of weigh up the pros and cons. We did, anyway. You weigh up the pros and cons, and you you kind of decide whether you're going to do it or not. You do have to be responsible, don't you, when you're buying a property to look to see where it is. Uh, Millions of children contacted by strangers through the internet. That's the Daily Telegraph. The Times. Um, Waterworld. Thames burst its banks. Hundreds of homes flooded, months of rail chaos loom. The River Thames burst its banks yesterday, flooding up to a 1,000 homes, bringing chaos to some of the country's busiest rail routes and transforming towns and villages into lagoons. It is amazing to watch. Easy for me to say, because it's not my house. And that's not in any way to demean what's happening to you. But incredible pictures. I say my wife was working uh, in, um, where was she? Raysbury, Datchet, somewhere like that, I don't know yesterday and it was all flooded 
And uh, she said, oh, why don't you bring the kids down and uh, they can come and look at the floods in a kind of safe environment. Uh, it took us ages to tr- get there, but we said we couldn't get there. We had to turn away. I kept getting 1.6 miles away from her and then had to try and find another route, then another route, until the end we said, oh, we can't, we can't get there. It's flooded. It's all flooded. But it looked amazing. And I tell you what I saw, and this was, I heard people talking about this on the news the other day, and I thought, well, there can't be that people that stupid. Road ahead closed, okay? I drove past the road ahead closed signs until I got to the bit where it's flooded and went, oh, nuts, okay, it really is closed, and turned around. In some places, there were barriers. And I saw cars and vans going round the barriers, going up on the pavement, past the barriers. Now, if they put barriers there, there's a good chance it really is flooded, isn't there, Dennis? Yes, good morning. What was I just talking about? Flooding. It's all right, I've been flooded, so I know what it's like. Yes, exactly. It's not nice, is it? It's not, no. But there were people ignoring the barriers and driving round them. Oh, they're bonkers. If they get stranded in the water... I'd leave them there. Exactly. Leave them there overnight. Yep. They deserve it. Yes. By the way... Hello, boss. Why do you have to start begging for people to ring you? I'll tell you why. This what. morning, you asked me why I didn't ring. I had no intention of ringing this morning. I know, and it just shows how desperate we are, Dennis. I no one's is, yes. No one's called in. No, I don't blame them. Sorry? I don't blame them because what? you've just insulted the young lady who runs your programme about her accent. Now, we're both Mancunians. Why do we have to start talking like idiots down here, you know? Which young lady? Kelly Betts isn't from Manchester. No, 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 no. Your, your lady controller. Oh, you mean my contemporary in age, yes. I am not your contemporary. You're a very similar... You're a very similar age to me. Four years difference makes all the difference. You're 36. Mm -hmm. When's your birthday? August. Okay. That's fine. Fancy revealing a young lady's age. Oh, don't worry. She's not young, that's the thing. But listen, Dennis... She could be my granddaughter. Dennis, really? Do do we need to get a DNA test? (laughs) No, we don't need to. Well, she's from Manchester. We all we're all the same. Uh, well, you, I, I know. I'm not, I'm not even. I'm not even going there. Dennis, listen. We are we are literally weeing gold this morning, right? Gold. Care homes. The rating of care homes. Asking for people's stories about care homes. Yeah. Leaving your kids alone for a little bit. Restorative justice. Yeah. We are we are mining radio gold here, Dennis. Well, why and not, don't people ring you in? Well, this is the question. Why don't people ring me I, in? I, I intended to ring in about that chap who was told off by this this comic policeman. Oh, and yes. I do mean comic policeman. The PCSO, you don't, you're not a fan? No. They're like cardboard policemen. No, honestly, if he, did he actually say those words? You were disgusting like that. To it, well, according to the gentleman in question, according yeah. to the actor, um, James Hathaway, yeah. the police community... <laughs> That's his character. Oh, OK. Yeah. According to Detective Sergeant James Hathaway... Yeah. Uh, who is an actor. Who plays Lawrence Fox. In uh, uh, Morse. Yes. The PCSO said, yes. uh, you are a disgusting and appalling human being. Yes. Well, he was wrong. I'm sorry. I wouldn't allow anybody to talk to me like that. Dennis, you are a disgusting and appalling no, human I'm being. Not. No, I'm just saying to you, he should have said... I've just said it to you. You, you said you wouldn't allow anyone to hello, do it. hello. As a policeman, hello, hello, hello. And do you realise you're causing something going wrong? He should have addressed the man. Do you know what, Dennis? Normally you're full of hot air, and today you are full of more hot air. But... Thank you very much. You've stumbled on something. Yes. This is how we get the police... Because there's a lot of mistrust about the police. All these people dying and Hillsborough and all this stuff. 
we get coppers to go up to people. Hello, hello, hello. That's what they need to do. None of this, none of this kind of st- sarcasm and controlling superiority. Oh, you should have explained. To if they if they catch some hoodies smoking a cheeky little, little cheeky little jail doing a bit of shoplifting. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? What's going on here then? That's what they need. Yeah. And they do the they they, they do a little. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here? And that would just break down the barrier between the young people and the police. And a smack round the ear to go with it. There we go, Dennis. Thank you very much indeed. That's what we do. Right, let's get Ollie Martins, David Lloyd on. I've sorted this. And the other fella, Stansfelt. I've sorted this. This is how we win trust back in the police. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here then? So we do it. Uh, the Guardian, PM. Stop flooding blame game. Warning issued to ministers as crisis threatens yet more homes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Angara's duck boat becomes rescue vessel. The ramshackle make-do-and-mend nature of flood rescue efforts in the Thameside village of Raysbury became apparent when a distinctive yellow amphibian tourist boat was halted by a cry for help from an inundated house. Suddenly, the team on board realised there was no dinghy in which they could go and investigate. I don't like those duck boats. I would. I don't go on the duck boats. So a couple of them in Liverpool... Well, one man in Liverpool kind of had... Uh, did a whoopsie or so. He had an accident, didn't it? It, it, it capsized. Yeah, it started sinking, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, not allowed on the duck boats. Uh, the Independent, oh, just boring. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just boring. Have you seen Facebook, though? No, go on, what's it's happening? All kicking off. Hey, what, what, tell me why. Dwayne Hodges, this is talking about Lawrence Fox, who plays that policeman. Oh, yeah. But isn't really a policeman. Mr he's, Billy Piper. He's an idiot. You should never leave a kid alone so young, even for a minute. Anything could happen to a five-year-old. Oh. Ben Bennell, that's disgraceful. What if someone stole his car or tried to steal his stereo? Oh. Does that still happen? No. Sue Kiff, I used to babysit for my older sister's newborn babies when I was 11. I was quite responsible. Kids are kept too nanified these days. And would you leave an 11-year-old in charge of no. your kids? No. Oh. But I used to babysit for a baby. How old were you? Uh, about 14. 14's kind uh, of... Still not old enough. You're probably See, right. See, my kids play um, very clever mind tricks. Yeah. I think you've got to be wily to keep up. Oh, them. your kids are evil. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. You know Family Guy? Yeah. Stewie Griffin. Yeah, exactly. 08459 455 555. Is it ever okay to leave your kids alone? Dwayne Hodges says that the fellow this happened to, he's an idiot. Is he an idiot? Really? Are you an idiot if you leave your kids alone? 08459 455 555. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, there's a lane blocked at Junction 5 for Welling Garden City after a van hit the central reservation. Queues going back to Junction 6 at the moment. In Wendover, South Street is partially blocked at High Street after an accident. And in Watford, Lower High Street looking heavy at the Bushwick Arches. And the N25 anti-clockwise slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent stuff, Alice. Thank you very much indeed. Right, coming up after the news, more about care homes, more about restorative justice. Is it really PC nonsense or is it actually quite a good idea? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, more heavy rain as Thames flooding continues. Baby girl mauled to death by dog. And MPs agree ban on smoking in cars carrying children. BBC Three Counties Radio. Torrential rain and strong winds are hitting parts of southern England already affected by some of the worst floods in living memory. Hundreds of homes have been evacuated along a 12-mile stretch of the Thames in Buckinghamshire, Berkshire and Surrey. Fire Minister Brandon Lewis visited crews pumping out homes in Marlow yesterday. Senior figures at the Environment Agency have issued a strongly worded defence of the chairman, Lord Smith, saying it's wrong to blame him for the flooding crisis. Lord Smith says the agency could have lobbied harder for money to pay for dredging. We've all made mistakes. Everyone has made mistakes. Uh, What we didn't do, and we should probably have done, was uh, to really twist arms of the other players, the district councils, the county council, the drainage boards, to come to the table with other contributions. An 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog in Lancashire. She was attacked by the animal late last night at a house in Blackburn and died in hospital. A man and a woman in their 20s have been arrested on suspicion of child neglect. Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in car carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban, but the MP for St Albans and Maine condemned the idea. I've never heard a more ir- illiberal, nonsensical piece of unenforceable legislation, and I'm sorry to hear it's being proposed by our front bench with us being asked not to consider the detail. The devil is in the detail with this. A Buckinghamshire care home is one of the worst in the UK, according to a survey out today. The Your Care report rated more than 1,000 homes, using information from more than 20,000 residents. The Buckinghamshire home is among the 10 lowest scoring in the country. Douglas Quinn is from Your Care. It's one of the lowest ones, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. The, the reason I say that is because there are some clear objectives with your care rating, one of which is to promote continuous improvement. The MP for Luton South has asked the Education Secretary, Michael Gove, to ensure all parts of the official investigation into the Barnfield Federation are published. The report will cover allegations of grade massaging and finances at the organisation, which runs a number of academies and further education institutions in Bedfordshire. Responding to Gavin Shuka's question, Mr Gove said all documents would be published in due course. There have been very serious allegations that have been made in connection um, with the Barnfield Federation. Uh, they're currently being investigated and I think that nothing that I should say, do or publish should prejudice those investigations. But as has always been the case, whenever there is information that uh, it's right that we share with those affected and with the public, we will share it in due course. In sport, Watford host Birmingham tonight, Wickham are at home to Fleetwood and Luton travel to Macclesfield. And the weather, more heavy rain and strong winds by mid-morning, clearing by mid-afternoon to leave some sunny spells. A maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Road. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking through a blocked up nose. It's not runny, it's not drippy. It's like someone's poured concrete up there. Or glue. Ah, glue. Glue, yes, yes. Lots to talk about this morning. As always, keen to get your input. You're going very busy on Facebook this morning, which is fine if that's what you want to do. A Buckinghamshire care home has been rated one of the ten worst in the UK. How did you make the decision about where to send your mum, your dad, your husband, your wife, where, where they would live? Would you appreciate it if there was a rating system? And did you ever have to take them out of somewhere because it wasn't up to scratch? 
Three teenage shoplifters are being forced to write a letter of apology, pay the shopkeeper back and go on a course about consequences. Well, some people think it's a load of old nonsense, but surely that's a great idea. And is it always wrong to leave your child unattended? Are you an idiot? As one poster on Facebook said, if you do that... Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can uh, send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. According to a survey, a Buckinghamshire care home has apparently been rated one of the worst in the UK. But lest we forget, a failing care home isn't necessarily the fault of its staff. Delisha called us last year after she and her colleagues at a home in Meppershaw were laid off following a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Uh, Delisha joins me now. Morning, Delisha. Good morning. Now, I remember uh, our conversation vividly. We were, uh, I was broadcasting from outside Bedford Hospital covering that story. I remember you because you were absolutely devastated that the care home was going to be closed, weren't you? I was, yeah, very devastated. What, yeah. what were your responsibilities there? What did you have to do there? Uh, I was a senior there, and uh, I oversee the running of the residential side of uh, the residence. Um, like the day-to-day care and everything that they received. And I worked there for 18 years. So you could imagine how devastated I was and still am. Why do you think the care home failed? Uh, it wasn't a bad care home. OK, every, every care home has problems. And I just feel that we should have been given the chance to put things right that they thought were wrong. Um, but it didn't work like that and you know it's affected so many people's lives residents you know it's very very sad is it fair to say if i remember correctly that the 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 management the senior management perhaps weren't as involved or or as concerned as you appeared to be no um they didn't come forward and uh um speak you know uh I think it was a lot to do with management. It wasn't staff; it was management. Because um... you can you can be, be as caring as as um, I don't know how to end that, that comparison. As caring as, as as caring as anything, but if you're not getting the support, both financial and in other areas, from yeah. those above you, there's only so much you can do, isn't there? That's it. You can't. You can only do so much um, if you're not getting financial support from. Um, you can only work with the tools that you've got. Yeah. Or, yeah. You were working as a carer for 18 years. Yeah. You're still working in that field? Uh, I haven't got a job at the moment. I haven't got a job. <laughs> um, it's been very, very hard, uh, soul-destroying. Um, I did um, do a couple of... went into a couple of homes doing agency work, and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't go into other homes. And I've been a loyal employer for 18 years. And I've just found it very, very hard. Very hard. Why did you struggle to to work in other care homes, Alicia? Um, I just... Some of the things I didn't like what I saw. Um, what sort of things? Don't uh, mention the care homes, obviously, but what sort of things did you see? Well, uh, one care home, they wasn't allowed to have a tea plate at tea time. They were given a tissue to put their sandwiches on. And I just think that's, uh, you know, that's 
Or, well, I don't know. Well, it's, it's slightly, it's slightly dehumanising. It is. Hey, listen, once in a while, hey, we'll go crazy at home and uh, we haven't got uh, any clean plates, yeah. we'll use a tissue, but, but... But these are, these are people that you're looking after yeah. and you should be respecting them. If they were in their own home at 80, 90, I'm sure they would have a tea plate and a teacup. Um, yeah, there was just loads of... I just couldn't do it. It's, it's really made me feel ill. Um... And, um, yeah. Have you been back to Mepershaw since uh, this um, all happened? It hasn't actually opened yet. Right. It is actually going to open as another care home. Right. And ho- I'm hoping that I can get a job back there. I filled in an application form. Um, but I've also been for two home caring jobs, and I haven't actually got them. And that's a bit destroying as well. Do you know, you think, what am I doing wrong? Is it because I worked at Mepershaw? You don't know. You know. Are you worried that people might see that name on your CV yeah. and uh, think Label badly of you? you? with that, yeah. that place, because that could happen. Um, you know, and I know some other girls, some of the other girls still haven't got jobs either. Some have, um, but um, I just hope that, you know, when Mepershire opens, I can go back, because that's where I was happy. And um, What do you miss most about being a carer, Delisha? I miss the people. Um, you know, I've been to other care, I've been to care homes to visit some of the residents where they are, and it's so soul destroyed. Some of them are still to this day very unhappy and can't understand why it closed. Um, you know, I went to one home and I left there in tears because a couple of the residents were so distraught, and uh, you think, hey, you know. I don't know. It was it was a horrible thing to happen. And I wouldn't want any other people to go through what we've been through. Delisha, I hope you find a job soon. We need more carers like you, carers who actually care. And I, I can tell in, from your voice and from when we spoke last time, you actually care about the people that you, you worked with. Mm. Best of luck, Delisha. OK, thank you do very let much. Us know, do let us know when, uh, when you do get a job. Thank you. 08459 455 555. I want your care home stories, please. Good and bad. Uh, it's easy to do the bad ones, and we do the bad ones from time to time because, unfortunately, they pop up in the news. And I do want to hear them, if you've got them, but I also want to hear your good ones. let us ce- I don't want to scare people, OK? Let's celebrate what's good about what can be wonderful places. 08459 555. Helen's in Welland Garden City. Good morning, Helen. Good morning, Ian. You've, How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm bunged up, and I, I'm struggling to breathe through my mouth. <laughs> so I sound all funny, but apart from that, I'm good. You've got a good care home story, have you? I have got a good care home story, and as you say, I think it's good to share it. Yeah, go on. Uh, my parents have always lived on their own and managed independently up to last springtime when my 87-year-old mother uh, was taken into hospital with, first of all, um, pneumonia, and then she was diagnosed with vascular dementia. Now, she had been my 92-year-old father's full-time carer up to then. So when she went into hospital, everything, um, you know, was really difficult because not only were we visiting her, uh, but looking after my dad as well. So I needed to find a care home for the interim, um, not realising it would be long term. And I, I googled the care homes in my local area and there are reports which are similar to Ofsted reports for school, right. which you can find. I I'm, can't remember the name of the um, organising body, but there, there is a body that 
that does reports on care homes. And theirs was very good. So I was able to choose a care home, um, phone them up first of all, um, invite someone to come and chat with my father and I, and they could not have been more caring. And really, I can't fault them. He's German. My mother's been, always been a wonderful cook, and she's cooked his German-type foods, all of them. Breakfast! That's the only German food I can think of, breakfast, an Oktoberfest. Bratwurst and Bockwurst, which he had for breakfast. Oh, really? Well, they're just big, fat, weird sausages, aren't they? Yeah, but they're about 100% meat. Your poor mum, having to cook that rubbish. (laughs) And one of the few pleasures he has in life is his food. Good for him. And um, so the, the cook, when the day that he went in, the, everybody came to introduce themselves and uh, the cook came as well to find out what type of food he liked and uh, the next day they were scouring the local little store to find the particular bockwurst and bratwurst that he enjoys for breakfast. Beautiful. He's received that ever since. Well, isn't that fantastic? And, yeah, they, they, I can't fault them. And it's those small little personalisation so that you feel that you're getting, you know, you're being treated special, you're an individual, uh, that right. they're listening to what you're saying, that make That's a difference. exactly uh, right. And the reports that I had to fill in when my mum went there, um, which asked about hobbies and interests, uh, both of my parents have always been keen gardeners, although my father physically isn't able to anymore. My mother is physically quite fit. Um, and they're going to build her a raised bed when springtime comes, and she can plant whatever she wants in it, vegetables, flowers, whatever. Beautiful. Yeah. Helen, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. That just uh, reminded me. I tell you what, what my granddad used to like for his breakfast is Granddad Bill. Uh, this was big in the 70s, kippers. Oh, right. No one has kippers anymore, do they? And they used to. St- Who has time? They just used to stink. I remember if I stayed at my granddad's as a treat, he'd get kippers for breakfast. And he. Oh, just awful. Can you get kippers anymore? Yeah, you can. You can. I don't know who'd want to cook them, though. No. Imagine a kipper. There was always bones everywhere. I remember there being lots of bones everywhere. Who wants a bony breakfast? Oh eight four five steady. Oh eight four five nine four double five. Catherine, what are you laughing at? I know a really rude rhyme about kippers. Go on. No, it's too rude. It's from my childhood when I was unabashed. Then we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave it there. What rhymes with kippers? Slippers? Nippers? Nickers. Nickers. Oh dear, dearie me. We'll we'll leave it there. We've got young ears listening. Uh, 08459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's have a quick look at some of the Facebook comments about leaving your kids alone. Uh, Andrea says, I think if you see both the car and the child at all times and lock the doors, it's fine. What happens if you're paying for petrol? Do you take the child in? If they're asleep, do you wake them? Velvet says, I used to, my cat, I used to do it all the time. On reflection, it was probably quite dangerous, but at the time, the thought of getting three small kids in and out was a nightmare if I was just popping in to do everything. Um, Lisa says, I leave my kids in the car when I go to pay for petrol. Is this wrong? Everyone does it. And Jason says, what a stupid nanny state we're living in. When I was five, I used to play outside with friends, but now all we do is wrap children in too much cotton wool. Of course we have to look after them, but a minute while he went into the shop, uh, I've done that when my son was five. It's totally ridiculous. Are you a bad parent if you leave your kids on their own? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A1M southbound, we've got reports that a lane is blocked at Junction 5 for Welling Garden City after a van hit the central reservation. Queues on the approach to Junction 6. And in Wendover, South Street is partially blocked at the High Street because of an accident. Again, there are queues around there. We had a call in from Anna in Bow Brick Hill. Uh, Brick Hill Street is blocked because the level crossing is stuck down. And on the M40 northbound, things looking slow from the Denham roundabout to the M25. On public transport, there's no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's 8.16. It's uh, Tuesday the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Torrential rain and strong winds are hitting parts of southern England already affected by some of the worst floods in living memory. Lancashire police say an 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog. She was attacked late last night at a house in Blackburn. And in sport, at the Winter Olympics, 18-year-old Katie Summerhays has qualified in Summerhays. Winter Olympics... Summer haze. There's an irony there, isn't, isn't there? It there? Isn't yes. there? Very clever. Anyway, she's quality. She's won a uh, something. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight, let's hope for less of this. Steve Nugent's match at home to Wolves tomorrow has been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Luton say there will be a pitch inspection at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And more of this. Into the bottom corner! Watford double early! Great strike! Three Counties Sport is here from seven, with live commentary on the Hornets and the Hatters. And when you need a flash of inspiration, you can rely on Andre Gray. Plus Wickham's match in League Two. Great finish of Bloomfield. Makes it 2-0 after 26 minutes. Three Counties Sport, tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. It relieves the pressure building. Well, I've just discovered that Jonathan and I, we share, we have uh, 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 an affliction, don't we? We we, we almost qualify for a blue badge. With uh, You tell the boys and girls. Well, uh, I always find when I'm on an aeroplane, when I'm coming into land, the the pressure build up in my ears, the pain is, I mean, if you've ever experienced it, you'll know what it's like. It's just, you don't know what to do with yourself, do you? It's excruciating. Kind of, you're sitting there on the plane thinking, oh, I just want this to be over. I can't stand this pain. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on. And very often it can last when you've landed as well. Oh, I could be deaf for a day or two. Exactly. It's a long flight. So I um, I was talking about this to a wonderful pharmacist in Harpenden. Yeah. And uh, this lady, she's a lovely lady, and she said to me, do you, know, do you know what you want to try, Jonathan? Try some Otravine. Otravine. It's like a nasal decongestant. You can get different ones I'm as gonna, well. I'm going to write this down. And uh, she said, put that up your nose about 40 minutes before you come into land. Yep. And uh, it will clear all the tubes out and you won't get that build-up in pressure. So that's what I use. It's brilliant stuff. But I was suggesting that's what you want to use up your nose instead of this uh, this other brand you keep mentioning. Although I'm sure that's very good as well. Outravine. <laughs> yes. We're at the BBC. We're allowed to say product names lots, aren't we? Well, there's lots of very good nasal products out there, ladies but and gentlemen. But you're saying that's the best, yeah? Well... <laughs> Are you giving it the JVS official no, thumbs up? No, or? I'll be fair. I'll be fair. I've used different brands as well, and they've worked. Do you fancy a, a raisin? No, thank you. Okay. Dear idea. So does that help? Well, it's going to help perfectly. Yes. Good. When are you next jetting off somewhere? I'm jetting off uh, in March. I'm going to New York City. Gosh, right. Well, I'm giving a talk in New York City. If you forget your, because you, 
you, often you forget it. Yes. Don't go, don't worry. Just go to the pharmacist at the at the airport. Yeah. Go and buy it. And um, what's it called again? <laughs> 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 I thank you so much for that because genuinely, okay. it's one of the, gr- the one of my the reasons I hate flying is because of that pain. I've got little earplugs that, that help a bit. Yeah, they've made it bearable. But uh, no, I, honestly, thank you, you, for that. you will find that makes a big difference. Lovely. What's on your show today, Doctor? Coming up on this morning's big phone in, I can hardly believe we're talking about this again so soon. Yep. Sadly, we are. <sighs> An 11-month-old oh, baby girl yeah. died last night after she was mauled by her parents' pet dog. Police were called after the ambulance service attended a property in Blackburn at 11 o'clock at night. A 24-year-old man and a 20-year-old woman were arrested on suspicion of child neglect saddest and are in police custody. Police have seized the animal, the breed of which is not yet known. Well, I'll be honest with you, Ian. I'm, I'm getting sick of coming into work to discover another child has been attacked or or killed by a pet dog from nine this morning i want your views on this is it just too dangerous to keep dogs and small children in the same house how many more times do we have to have these terrible tragedies happen Mm. before people realize that dogs all dogs have the capacity to turn all dogs have the capacity to bite. Uh, certain breeds of dogs can obviously be more... Uh, they can do more damage than other dogs when they do decide to attack. But why on earth are parents leaving children in a room with dogs? Mm. I mean, surely it's... I don't know. Your view from Nine, is it just too dangerous to keep dogs and small children in the same house? 08459 People will always say, oh, my... My dog wouldn't do it. It's that they've not brought that dog up properly. Yeah. My dog wouldn't do it. But you do, you just don't know that dog. However much you train it and domesticate it, it's still at heart a wild animal. If it gets scared, if it gets hurt, if just you know, so it, it can turn at any moment. When when we spoke about dogs last week, uh, even though I didn't even, I, I think I only mentioned the the breed Staffordshire Bull Terrier once oh, during the discussion. Yeah. And ever since then, you wouldn't even believe the abuse I've had. Really? I have had, I've had some thoroughly unpleasant abuse. And I've had loads of people sending me pictures of their children oh. in bed with the dog. Saying, oh, but look at, look at my baby with my other oh. baby. Oh, look at, aren't they cute? Look at the, the children lying in the dog's bed with the dog. Look at the, chi- the dog in the child's bed. And you think, what are you doing? Mm. Any dog has the capacity to suddenly turn. What are you doing letting your children go in the bed with the dog? If that dog suddenly decides, for some reason, if the child, you know, puts pressure on a sensitive part of the dog's tummy or something and it feels some pain and the dog suddenly decides to snap, what's going to happen to that poor child? Well, your views from Nine. Is it just too dangerous to keep dogs and small children in the same house? Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, 08459 455 555. Terry's in Dunstable. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? Um, When I was very young, I think this was just at the beginning of the war, just at the start of the war, when Woolworths had great big mahogany counters uh, with with one person in each each island. A friend of mine, I don't know if he encouraged me or I encouraged him, went down there and helped ourselves to a whole load of miniature books. And uh, we took them home proudly and were looking at them in the back garden. And the mum came in and we spun her a line about how cheap they were or something else like that. But she soon cottoned on that we'd pinched them. And she said, take them back. So we 
we took them back and we put them all back in the right place on the counter. I, I dread to think now how lucky we were to get them back. That and moment. how did it make you feel, Terry? Um, I've forgotten now. That was so long ago. That must have been 70-odd years or more. Blimey. <laughs> Isn't it weird? I, I feel weird. I can talk about things that happened to me 25 years ago, a quarter of a century ago now, and I was, you know, I was still pretty grown up. It's not like I'm talking about being a kid. How how odd is it being able to recount a story from 70 years ago? Well, no, I mean, as we get older, we remember think more things from our youth. I think most older people it's, relate to that. It's weird, isn't it, the funny yeah. things that pop up? You, you, yeah. you might struggle to remember, you know, something significant. Well, your, your, your question this morning just popped that into my mind. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it, I'm glad it brought that memory back, Terry. I hope it was a nice one. That's okay. Terry, thank you very much indeed. I do find now being 40 and saying, oh, yeah, last time I did that was 23 years ago when I was a man. I'm getting old. I'm getting really old. Kelly, you've got a squeeze. Kelly's got a blister on her finger. Is it's it popped? It's gone. Oh, no, hang on. She said it's not. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, dear. Pop it. <sighs> Pop it. Pop but how? it. how? What with? Pin. Pin? No, I can't put a pin in a my... A tooth? What? Look, Louise is getting freaked out. A tooth? Did you do it with your tooth? No, I'm not doing that. Listen, did... What happens if I just leave it? Well, it will, it will go septic and your finger will fall off. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah That's cool. It, it, allow it to dry out. It's going to pop sooner or later. You, pop it in a controlled environment. Yeah. Just it, do it. It was smart as well. Squeeze well, it. It's I like, like it. Do it like a bubble wrap. Oh, yeah. Just Does it make oh, the same no, noise? No, no, no. You Try can't it. press it. Can I do it? Do you want to do it? Yeah. What now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I've got tissue somewhere. What are you going to pop it with? Just my tooth. Your tooth? Yeah. Oh, now, You want come my on. hand in your mouth? If you're enjoying a delicious okay. breakfast at the moment... Of kippers. The Apologies. The A603. The A603. Thank you very much indeed. What would you do? Would you, uh... you got a blister. you got to pop it. It's one of the few gifts that our body gives us. Is the little poppington of a blistington. That's what you want, isn't it? I didn't do all the front pages of the papers, did I? Let me just finish off some of these newspapers. Yeah, I did all the Facebooks. Did all the Facebooks. The Daily Mail. The da- Daily Mail uh, says, put UK flood victims first. The Daily Mail today launches a petition to urge ministers to divert some of the UK's £11 billion foreign aid budget to the flood crisis. Hang on a second. Why Why the, the, the foreign aid budget? I don't understand. This is all because uh, Nigel Farage, a man who has an agenda, has suggested this. It doesn't make sense. Why, why is it coming from the foreign aid budget? Why can't it come from, I don't know, another budget? Britain has given hundreds of millions in aid towards flood relief overseas. Now our own people are enduring misery. So today we launch a petition calling on Mr Cameron to divert some foreign aid to tackling our domestic disaster. To relieve victims' immediate needs. And do- what are you doing in here? Nothing. Just waiting. What for? For my piece after 8.30. Well, that's Coming up. like ages away. I know, but I've got nowhere else to sit. So look at the blist. Just carry on. Carry on. Do- uh, don't touch it. I won't, I won't squeeze it. You just you just grabbed your hands like you were going to squeeze it. I just it. want to hold your hand. That's nice. Don't. I'll call someone about that. Okay. Let me just have a look. No. Carry on with the papers. Let me just have a look. No. Don't. Why are you going to pop it? I'm not. Go- I'm not going to pop it. <laughs> just let me have a look. Carry on with the papers. In one second. My blister will still be here during the news. Okay. The Daily Express. Put your hand on this newspaper. Okay. <laughs> You're such a coward. Kids these days. They've got no goals. No. Get up and go. Mm. Stop looking at it. Thousands facing flood misery. Riverbanks keep bursting. Tens of thousands of homes were last night on flood alert as water levels kept rising. Ouch. 
You all right? Yeah. Did you set the mic? No, you threw paper at me. And the sun. Oh, that's good, the sun. Flood, sweat and tears. <laughs> I see what they did there. And another story, neck nomination. You're a young person. Have you done mm. this neck nomination? Yes. Have you? Yeah. What did you... What, I don't understand it. So you get told to drink something? Um, no, you... Somebody downs some alcohol and then they, they neck nominate you to do it. Right. I was neck nominated, but I'm sensible. I didn't... I, <laughs> I downed apple juice and pretended it was we... I win. Uh, Again, if you're still eating kippers, apologies. Yeah. Why would you why would you get involved? Why don't you just say I'm not going to do it. It's a silly game. I was nominated. Yeah, okay. Like a dare. Yeah. What again, with a dare, you can just say, "Ah, it's silly. I'm not going to do it." Not a dare. Okay, but with a neck nomination. Mm. Surely it's the most this fella's drinking uh, the, the goldfish. Yeah. You, cho- you in our group, you choose what you drink. It sounds like the most... You, ki- you kids these days, what's wrong with going playing on a spectrum? What's wrong, with, what's wrong with Jet Set Willie? Hmm? Yeah, Manic Miner. What? What's, what's wrong with, with um, doing those things where you fold bits of paper over and you go pick a colour, pink, P-I-N-K, oh, yes. pick a number, one, two, three. Oh, your bike's rubbish. Nothing, nothing is wrong oh, with you, that you, you kissed, if you're nine. You kissed Mr Gilmore. What's, what's wrong with doing that? How do you know I kissed Mr Gilmore? Yeah, exactly, because I did the thingy bob. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound has a lane blocked at Junction 5 for Welling Garden City after a van hit the central reservation. We had a call in from Anna in Bow Brickhill. Uh, Brickhill Street is blocked because the level crossing is stuck down. And in Wendover, South Street is partially blocked at High Street after an accident with queues in the area. We've also had a call in from Samantha in Willington. The Bedford Road is slow going through the roadworks, affecting both directions of traffic there. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Torrential rain and strong winds are hitting parts of southern England already affected by some of the worst floods in living memory. Hundreds of homes have been evacuated along the 12-mile stretch of the Thames in Buckinghamshire, Berkshire and Surrey. Lancashire police say an 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog. She was attacked late last night at a house in Blackburn. And Downing Street has indicated that the government will enforce a ban on smoking in cars carrying children. MPs decided overwhelmingly last night to allow ministers to introduce a ban. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are matches tonight for Watford, Wickham and Luton. Watford hosts Birmingham in the Championship. Manager Beppe Sonino was pleased with Saturday's draw leaders Leicester, but he believes there's still room for improvement. Yes, we can improve, but uh, I saw, till now, I saw a good, uh, a good response from my players in terms of what I'm asking them to do. We can improve in all areas. And uh, I would like to see, always as a coach, I'm, I'm expecting improvements from everybody. Last night in the Championship, former Watford skipper John Eustace scored the only goal as Derby beat QPR 1-0. In League Two tonight, struggling Wickham are at home to promotion chasing Fleetwood. In the conference, Luton travel to Macclesfield for what would be only their second league game since January the 4th. John Still's side will face another former Football League club. Obviously, with the promotion relegation, the league is going to be overcome by ex-football league clubs and which shows the strength of the, of the league. I, I think what also shows the strength of the league 
it's not cut and dried if you get relegated you're up there for promotion it doesn't work like that it's a tough tough league and there's full commentary on Watford and Luton in tonight's three counties sport from seven in the Southern League Premier Division last night Hitchin thrashed Bedford Town 6-1 St Albans drew one all at home to Biddeford tonight leaders Hemel Hempstead host Stourbridge in the Premier League tonight leaders Chelsea travel to West Brom and at the Winter Olympics 18 year old Katie Summerhays has qualified in third place for the final of the ski slope style event which which begins at nine o'clock and the GB men's curling team take on Germany this morning. They beat Russia yesterday, but then lost to Sweden. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! Uh, Caroline is stuck in traffic. Morning, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning, Caroline. How are you? I'm fine, yeah? Yeah, good, thanks. What have you got for me? Blisters. Yeah, oh, yeah, go on. If you pop it, you'll get an infection and end up having to stick a plaster on it right. and it'll go manky. Are you a doctor? So you... No. Okay, carry on with this uh, faux medical advice. <laughs> if you leave it alone and let it burst on its own, oh. it'll the blister bit, the liquid will go, and the blister bit will form a protective skin, and yeah. it will heal quicker and better. Are you a nurse? No. A pharmacist? An expert, well, semi-expert on blisters. Oh, you're a blistologist. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, thank you for your advice. I will take your your advice. But, but how does the? Hang on a second. What's the? Because di- if you uh, uh, burst it yourself, it's a controlled environment. You can then go and put it under the the tap and clean it. If it happens, it could happen uh, in your sleep, in a glove, um, when you've got your hand in a souffle. It could happen at any point, and, and any old thing could get stuck in there. Yeah, but it's more hygienic because if you burst it with a needle, the needle's dirty. What if you and suck? It gives an infection. What if you suck the needle? If I what? I said suck the needle. No, 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 no. Right. It will still go manky, don't. Caroline, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Caroline. She, just, just to say, well, the reason we talk about this, Kelly Betts has got a blister and I'm suggesting I burst it. The reason that uh, uh, Caroline is saying that is because she knows nothing. So uh, I suggest you let me do it. I'm just going to let it heal properly and leave it. Let me have a look at it. Let me just... No, stop trying to touch me. Well, that sounded like an official complaint. Uh, now, leaving kids alone. There's a story in the, the Daily Mail that uh, some actor... Where are you going? Just getting the mail. Oh, have you got a newspaper? That's the Express. Same thing. Well, no, it's not in the Express. It's in the mail. All right. Carry on. Yeah, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be in there tomorrow. They do that. They kind of swap stories with each other. PC branded me disgusting for leaving my son in car for minutes, says TV star Lawrence Fox. Um, he was told he was branded a disgusting and appalling human being by a PCSO after he left his five-year-old son briefly unattended in his car. Well... As parents, we've all done it, haven't we? I do it if I'm going to pay for petrol. I remember the first time I did it, Kelly. I felt very guilty. But the, the boys were asleep. I could see... I made sure I could see them. It's safer. I'm going well, to wake them up. I'm going to carry them. It's safer How to How long did you go in there for? 25 years. <laughs> no, it was I, two minutes, which is wanting to pay. Got some milk to pay. Got and some... I, milk. And I could see them. I made sure I could see them at all points. Mm. That's the key. 
I think. You've been out speaking to uh, the GBP, haven't you? I've had a lovely chat with lots of people this morning. Wowzers. Normally you send me out to do silly things like, I'm the last moan. Um, but this one, I, I really enjoyed speaking to the public about real-life situations. she's dissing your idea. I know, I noticed that. Yep. Oh, no, I didn't realise Kath came up with it. Yeah. It was a cracking one. We got great audio yesterday. Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome. <sighs> OK, so today's... Today's... Which was mine. Was it? Yep. Mm. Um, today's was mine! OK. What do you mean, uh? I'm say that, that's fine. What do you mean, uh, you wanted to do smoking in cars no, again? No, I didn't. You typed it up and everything, and I went, oh, what about this? And you went, oh, yeah, we'll have that. Well, really? I took, That's how you remember it. That's fine. I took Catherine's, <laughs> I took Catherine's question to the streets. It was my question! And I got some good reaction. Was they on the kids on their own, I take it? Yeah, in the car, yeah. yeah. The thing is, even if you lock the car, you don't actually know what's going to happen to them. They, they could press buttons... Anything could happen, couldn't it, yeah. really? And I suppose it all depends on the age of the children. I think if they're a little bit older, perhaps it's not too bad. But if they're actually kind of, like, under 10, it's probably not a very good thing to do. Because, as you know, they press buttons and they can undo seatbelts and things like that, and you don't know what happens. They can sit in the front of the car. Anything, couldn't they, really? So it's probably not the best thing to do, I wouldn't have thought. We're talking about leaving your child in the car. Do you have children? Yeah, And would you ever leave them in the car while you nipped into the shop to get something to eat? No way. Why not? Because I love him. I can't leave him alive. Because you love them? Yeah. But what's wrong with leaving them in the car? Is there something wrong with it? Of course it is, yeah. W- why? Explain. <laughs> you cannot leave someone, you know, in, which is a little baby in a car. It's impossible. What could happen, though? Well, anything can happen. We live in a strange world today, so anything can happen. I haven't got any young children. When, when they were younger, have you or would you have done that? No. Is there a reason that you wouldn't have? Uh, no, just because you never know if they're going to get out of the seat or whatever. I wouldn't do it. Have you, are you a mum yourself? And have you done it before? No. Why wouldn't you do it? Just don't feel safe leaving them there, just in case something happens. So no matter how young they are, doesn't matter if you're just nipping in to get a chocolate bar, you would take them out of the seatbelt, take them all out of the car, bring them in the shop with you? Yeah, or I don't just don't take them with me so that I don't put myself in that position. Do you have children? No. I'll tell you the story. There's a guy called Lawrence Fox, television star. He left his children in the car while he nipped into a shop. Do you think there's anything wrong with that? No. Why would there be? What could happen? Many things, but you'd weigh the risks up, don't you? So you would leave your child in the car if you had one? Depends upon the situation. He said, what he said then was, depends upon the situation. Um, he was. I literally followed him all the way into work. Well, that's good news, Catherine. You said it's well done. You thanks. Uh, you said it's kicking off on Facebook. Yeah, they're all turning on one person. The person who said um, you were an idiot to leave them in the car. Oh, now who said that? That was. Um, oh, I can't. I can't see it now. I think it was Ben. Let me just check. No, it wasn't actually. It was Dwayne. But I think Ben has taken up the mantle of you should never leave um, children in the car. He says it's not about wrapping your children up. I would never leave my child alone in the car. Everyone's entitled to do what they want, but me personally, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Andrea says so. Ben, if your child was asleep as they'd not slept all night because they were ill last night it's getting to be an elaborate scenario and you needed petrol are you saying you'd wake your child to take them in even though you could lock the car and see the child at all times I think you'd leave them sleeping like everyone else Wowzers it really is kicking off isn't it literally uh, we got a, this, is, this is the quality of the show here BBC Three Counties Radio we used to say first for news then we stopped saying first for news the reason we, we stopped saying first for news is because we entertain uh, calls like this from Glenn and Nathan Buzzard morning Glenn morning Ian Glenn what have you got for me the blister scenario. Yes, the blister scenario. What a great film. The Odessa file, the blister scenario. <laughs> the Manchurian candidate, the blister scenario. The reasons why you can't, you shouldn't burst a blister yes. is because that fluid is protecting that open skin. 
So when you burst it, you'll end up with a flappy bit of skin, which you'll cut off or bite off, yeah. and then your finger will be sore. Yeah. So leave it as it is. Not, Kelly, what he's saying is not true. Glenn, thank you very much. I believe every word of it, and I will it's, leave it. it listen, Glenn, why are you spreading this kind of filth, OK? Uh, we've all burst blisters in the past. It's uh, fascinating to watch what happens. It's a, it's a smaller equivalent of that Danish zoo where they killed a giraffe and cut it up in front of the kids. It's the same kind of thing. No. Now, listen, I'll send you a picture tomorrow of when I burnt my arm Ooh. with some turkey oil over Christmas. Yeah. And I've got... Uh, and all of my forearm is blistered. Oh. Oh. Would you, oh seriously, will you send me that photo? I will do. Fantastic. Today, when I get to work, to work, I will send it. Do we have your permission to share it on the Facebook page and scare small children with it? You can. Glenn, thank you. Oh, that genuinely excited by that. The thing is, we all know that you shouldn't mess with it and that nature has a way of sorting you, you out. It's an amazing machine, the human body. It fixes itself. But, but, if it's on your finger, you're going to keep banging it. And that yeah. really hurts. Come on. What? Burst it. Squeeze it. it. Hey, help me with this, guys. Alan has posted on the Facebook page. Ian, can you wish my wife better? She is a massive fan of yours. I'm not such a big fan, although I love JVS. She needs wishing better because she's a massive fan of yours. No, she's got flu. She's got really bad flu. She's been housebound for about a week now. But this is the thing. She's a massive fan of yours... I'm not such a big fan, though, although I love JVS. That's the Facebook equivalent of, can I have your autograph? It's not for me. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, do I, do I wish her well or do yeah. I... Of course you do. She's a big fan and but, he's honest. But Alan, well, but Alan... And right. Why did he even have to write that, though? He's being honest. Why did he just open. say, she's a big fan of yours? He her thinks, name is... He thinks you're so massive you won't care. Well, I do care. What's his wife's name? Jennifer. Get well soon, Jennifer. Well, hang on a second. On behalf of no, Ian Lee no, and the team. No, you can't do that. I you, did. You can't send it's out good wishes for me. happened. You can't do that. Just Don't wish it. your fan ill. Just I've not wished her ill. I've wished her nothing so far. I am, I am Switzerland when it comes to Jennifer at the moment. I'm staying neutral. I'm not wishing her bad, I'm not wishing her good. I don't know what my thoughts are on this okay, situation. So she's made an unfortunate choice in marriage. Uh, she certainly well, has. Well, who do you prefer, Jennifer or her husband? Well, I, I can look at uh, a picture of, of him. I'm going to click on his... I can click on his uh, thing. Let's just have a little look. It's not look. Jennifer's fault. Well, hang on a second, hang on a second. How do I make that picture bigger? I want to see... Don't the... most people prefer JVS, though? Oh. Uh, so not not anymore! Not anymore. Yeah. Um, I think he's excellent. Who? I love JVS. So no, hang on a second. He dresses beautifully. No, JVS is excellent. delicious. Great. No, he is excellent. Right, I'm not, I'm not going to wish her well now. Why? Because you two have wound me but up. But we already have wished her well on your behalf. Out you go. Oh. Choppy chop. Out. No, I'm not going. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. You're nowhere to sit. Ta-ta. Your poor fan. No, listen, right, okay. I'm looking at a picture of Jennifer and uh, Alan now, and they look like a lovely couple. But I just, I just think the way that was was phrased, I'm, I'm going to withdraw. Oh, I'm not wishing her ill. As if things weren't bad enough for Jennifer. She's having a tough time. I'm not going to wish her. Um, uh, I'm not going to wish her ill at all. I'm just you're gonna, not going to wish her better. I'm not going to do that. No. What if Alan uh, wrote that he actually really liked you? Then would you? He's never going to be your fan if you're rude to his wife. I'm not. I've not been rude to her. You kind of have. Look, that's a picture of my old producer. That's the sort of fun we used to get up to. Wow. Oh, she's, oh, oh, she's oh. all right, isn't she? She's yeah. not bad. Yeah, Eloise. I wonder, what she's, I wonder if she's free in the mornings. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Mandy's on the move. Morning, Mandy. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What have you got for us? Well, I 
just wanted to contribute to your debate about leaving children in the car. Yes. Um, when I was in a petrol station once, uh, I was in paying for my fuel, and there was a lady behind me and left her baby in the car, and another car crashed into it. Say that again, Mandy. Who was left in the car? A lady left her baby in the car while she paid for her petrol. Yeah. And another car crashed into it. Oh, no, that's terrible. And ever since I saw that, I've, I've never left my children in the car. But that's... Because even though I know they're OK, you yeah. don't know what might happen, or the car could burst into flames, or anything can happen, and you've never... Well, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back away from the hyperbole. The car's not going <laughs> to burst into flames, Mandy. You are in a petrol station. If it's going to happen, how right have you ever heard of a car bursting into flames in a petrol station? <laughs> Seriously, no. 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 So, and I understand when we, when we it comes to our kids, we get very protective, and uh, perhaps you know we worry a little bit too much. But I think to worry that the car might burst into flames is is, is perhaps a bit extreme. And, and the car bumping into another car, it, it it doesn't happen very often, does it? No. But, we could, but I wouldn't want to take the chance, given that I actually saw it happen, and yeah. poor woman. Oh, of course. Went, it was horrible. Was was the baby all right? Yes, yeah, I think so, and it Good. wasn't a big crash, no. but I, I it, bet she wishes that she hadn't. I bet she does, and it certainly put you on edge. Mandy, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, I went through a thing of leaving my handbrake off. Why? I just forgot to put it put it on. On a hill? I just forgot it, uh, yeah, on, on, in petrol stations on a hill. You're a rebel. That's what they do on the continent, you know. What? Leave the handbrake off. Why? Um, if you ever go to Italy, they all drive kind of rubbishy cars. Yeah. Because um, they get bumps all the time, and if you're trying to get into a space, it's quite common practice to just nudge the first one forward and nudge the one behind you back, so they leave the handbrake on so it doesn't impact. What are you doing? I'm just nudging a car. That's not what you're doing. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound, very busy on the speed sensors between Junction 9 for Letchworth Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. And in Wendover, South Street is partially blocked at High Street after an accident with queues on the approach. Uh, we had a call in from Samantha in Wellington. Bedford Road is slow going through the roadworks in both directions. And also in High Wycombe, the A404 heading towards Marlow looking very slow on the sensors at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.46. It's uh, Tuesday, the 11th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Torrential rain and strong winds are hitting parts of southern England already affected by some of the worst floods in living memory. Lancashire police say an 11-month-old girl has been mauled to death by a dog. She was attacked late last night at a house in Blackburn. And in sport at the Winter Olympics, 18-year-old Katie Summerhays has qualified in third place for the final of the Ski Slope Style event, which begins at 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, OK, right, yes. Uh, so I don't understand sports, that's why I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to sports. Let's get the weather! 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, good morning to you. Currently dry in Luton and Milton Keynes after we did see a little bit of rain just now, but uh, the main rain band itself is steaming towards us at the moment in Oxfordshire, Bista, uh, just uh, about moving into High Wycombe and Aylesbury as well at the moment. And once it's with us, that's it really, through the rest of the morning, we'll continue with that rain. It won't clear away until the early part of the afternoon. Once it clears though, it pulls the cloud with it quite quickly, so some sunshine to end the day before the sun sets around 5 o'clock this evening. A cold day though, the highs of just 5, maybe 6 Celsius at the very best. Windy as that rain is with us, and even with the sunshine, it'll still feel quite chilly because the temperatures will fall quite rapidly under the clear skies this evening and during the first half of the night and then some wintry showers to make their way towards us by tomorrow morning now they could give us a light dusting of snow by first thing tomorrow morning and certainly ice will be a key concern for tomorrow morning so an icy start a cold start further wintry showers filtering in in the morning and then more wet and windy weather for the afternoon Uh, we've got met office weather warnings for today and for tomorrow for the rain and for the wind tomorrow gusts of 40 50 maybe 60 miles an hour tomorrow afternoon it all clears away by thursday still fairly breezy on thursday but dry more rain though later on friday Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standard song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely, you've got it. You've nailed it. I am so happy. Thank you. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give me a call, 08459 555 555 is the telephone number. We're talking about leaving kids alone in cars. Uh, We're talking about... um, What other stuff are we talking about, Kelly? Um, Shoplifting. There we go, shoplifting as well. Uh, No one one this morning... Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. What what did you steal? And we're not in any way condoning it. We're not encouraging it. But let's be honest, most of us have done it. I stole some CDs and the shame and the guilt that I felt, oh, I felt awful, absolutely awful. And I had to go back and uh, I paid for one of them. And I've never done it since. Just the worst. Some people get like a buzz out of it, like a high. Mm. Not me. I just, oh, I was full of anxiety and self-doubt. Awful feeling. What did you take? Do you really want me to tell this story? It's the worst thing Do you want to tell I've story? ever done in my whole Go entire I, life. I think you could be a good example for the young people that are listening to it's this show awful. right now. It's awful. so bad. Yeah. I'm feeling really nervous about saying it. OK, you don't have to if you don't want ah, to. No, I will, because, you know. Um, when I was younger, yeah. I got into a the wrong crowd, okay. let's just say, yeah. for an evening, and was persuaded to spend the money that I had for school trousers... Yeah. On alcohol, oh, yeah. which we did, yeah. and then it meant that I had no school trousers. Ouch! So the group that I was with and I stole some. It's the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And you've never done it since, have you? No, never. How did you feel after you oh, did it? Oh, I still feel yeah. so awful about yeah. it. I can't believe that I did it. I was really young. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel like I'm sweating, and um, 
Yeah. It is awful. Catherine, you've never done anything like this. You took no. something back that Good. you found you don't, hadn't paid for. Don't I've ever been, do it. I get racked with guilt about the stupidest yep. things. The stupidest things. Like once when my mum gave me 20p for a donkey ride and I lost the 20p, but they gave me a donkey ride anyway. I had to confess that I'd lost the 20p. It kept me up all night. Wowzers. That's how... how well, this is what we need to do with, with the young people today. We need mm. to instil more guilt and shame yeah. on them. They need to be more shameful and, f- and more guilt-alicious. Guilt-ridden. Is that the right word, Louisa? Guilt-alicious sounds sexy. Yeah, I'm not sure guilt-alicious Guilt-alicious. Right guilt-alicious. Guilt Keeps going back to that. Guiltful. Guilt, we need to make them more guiltful. I wonder whether it's because I went to Sunday school. Yeah, I went... Did you go to Sunday school, Kelly? No. No, it's not that then. Um, I went to... Did you go to Sunday school, Louisa? I did, and I have a similar guilt... But I have that yeah. guilt. Yeah. I think you get that guilt from just life, not from school. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. This is literally it for the next nine minutes of radio, isn't it? This is literally it. Okay, guys. I can't believe I just did that just to fill time. Uh, no, don't I worry. I just opened up my soul. Well, don't worry. The good thing is you're sorry. Yeah. No, no don't worry. I, I'm just working. I can fill. I can fill. Fill what? I can, no, I can like, fill. Oh, sorry. Seven minutes. Right, I can feel. Out you go. I know what to do. Go. Why? Go. Seriously, go. Oh. Go. Go. Oh. Out. <laughs> Out. Out. Stop go. it. Out. <laughs> got there we go. She's gone. She's gone. I feel for the next nine minutes. Okay. Eight minutes, seven. No. Seven. Want me to keep you... No, 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 listen. We can, we can do this. It, uh, it's not, to be honest, it's not my fault I have to fill. You know whose fault it is, don't you? Listeners. Correct. They're not doing their... Sh- there is a contract between uh, us and them, OK? I come in and I do the, the setting up. You guys, you phone up. And I know there are lots more of you listening than there were a year ago. We got the figures in. We got the figs. We're getting comps on the figs. Get some good feedback. Good figs. They're all sitting back now going, Dance, monkey boy, dance! Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that's shocking. So if... Dance. If, I'm, I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm finding... Here we go. This is a picture I saw earlier on. There's an incredible picture. It's in some of the pages, pa- uh, papers. Page 13 of the Daily Mail. What kind of thug would do this to a frail oh, 76-year-old... Awful. Right. Hor- horrible, horrific picture. He hit it with a doorstop. Retired teacher, Jean Taylor. This shocking photograph shows the bloodied state of a 76-year-old former teacher after she was beaten by a thug in her home. Jean Taylor answered the door to a man who spoke to her for several minutes before forcing his way in. He then beat the pensioner about the head with a doorstop, leaving her with cuts, bruises and covered in blood before making off with... with... £100. £100. That he didn't know was in there. Miss Taylor, who needs a walking stick to get around, has been left traumatised. Now, it's a horrible picture. Horrible picture. But part of me thinks... right? Obviously, a copper took this picture and they need to take the picture for the evidence. But part of me thinks, surely your first thing would be to get in there and clean it up. Wouldn't you? You just get in there and clean it up. Just not. Hang on a second, Steve. Have you got your phone? Get your phone. Yeah, get your phone out. How do I get the camera on this? And you're faffing around taking a photograph. You kind of would think just get in there. I know you kind of have to for the evidence and stuff, but you think you'd get in there. Of course, they're trying to provoke some moral outrage. Who? The police. Yeah. Yeah. And the paper, mostly the paper. This uh, this giraffe is uh, is fascinating. The giraffe in the Danish zoo. Oh. 18-month-old giraffe, uh, and it's perfectly healthy, uh, and they killed it, and they cut it open in front of uh, children, and they fed it to lions. Sounds all right to me? Sounds all right to does me. Does it really, though? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it does. Come on. What bit of that don't you approve of? I don't approve of the doing it in front of the children. Why? That's the bit that I approve of most of. The killing it, I'm kind of a little bit... Uh, really? Doing it in front of kids, why not? Those kids didn't choose to look at that. Yes, they did. 
They're it's, it's, not, it's not they turn the corner and go, oh my God, look, they, they are there. They are stood there Did to watch. Did they shout who wants to see us cut up a giraffe? Sorry, I'm sure it was, it was labelled as an activity. 2.30 oh. this afternoon. Um, Feed the dolphins. We're going to cut open a giraffe. Wow. Really? But what's the difference? It's, it's nature. If the animal's dead, it's the killing it is the thing I have the slight problem with. Okay. They, they were trying to prevent inbreeding. Why not just farm out to another zoo? Well, it, it's, it's quite hard to get an elephant to move. Or not, a giraffe. Thank you. Uh, but they, they've cut it open. It's science. The kids are seeing science. What an amazing... But they didn't go to the zoo to see science. They went to the zoo to see animals. But they wouldn't have got... They've seen, they're seeing an animal. They're seeing the inside of an animal. Wow. It wouldn't be. They, it wouldn't be a surprise. They wouldn't go around the corner and they, there's a giraffe being cut open. They're not visiting an abattoir. There would have been a sign that said at two thirty this afternoon we are cutting open a giraffe. If you want to come along, you're more than welcome. Maybe a little bit grisly. That seems rather far fetched. If that happened, okay, I, I take back. Why would they not put a? Of course, they'll put a sign up. They're not just going to let people stumble across it. There, there are video cameras there for goodness sakes. People knew this was going to happen, and for a child to see this happening, are you telling me? If you were there, um, you wouldn't go and watch it. Um, I'm not a child. Would you go and my watch kids it? Would have nightmares about. Yeah, that. I wouldn't take my boys. But would you go and watch it? No. Would you? you well, you wouldn't. No. You wouldn't go and watch a unique I've opportunity. I've seen giblets before. I think it will be absolutely fascinating to see it happen. Oh. Again, the killing of it, I'm not convinced by that. That. Yeah, maybe maybe not. But but if, if it's dead, if it's there. Let's have a look. Let's see what happens. There was a programme, wasn't there? The big... Um, autopsy, The yeah. big autopsy. But that is clearly signposted. You know what you're going for. Yeah. If you are out for a day looking at nice, cuddly animals and showing children, you know, animals that they won't see in their natural habitat any other way, that's one thing. Seeing a dead giraffe is something else, I think. That is... Uh, it's literally science, up close and personal. Yeah. They don't cut frogs open in schools anymore. No. And I think that's... They stopped doing it before I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. And I think... Thanks. I've seen a mouse cut open, right, for... Um, not a colonoscopy. Taxidermy. taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's going for a colonoscopy, that's not how they do it. <laughs> Wowzers! What a mix-up. I saw a mouse being cut open, and it was fascinating. It was the most fascinating strange thing I've ever seen and I was reluctant to see it. I'm really glad I saw it now. Everything's in a sack. I've got an internal sack. So to see that on a larger scale with a giraffe to me, I think it's fascinating. I wonder what it tastes like. Oh now. What? I hope that person's finished their kippers. I had a bit of chicken last night. A little tiny little bit, yeah. Do the other vegetarians know? No, no, yeah. I don't think I'm a vegetarian anymore. No, I don't think you are. I, I mean, there's chicken. The chicken's definitely not a vegetable. No. I didn't. I don't really like it, so that, I think that, that counts in my favour. Oh, it's another one of those things you did it, but you feel guilty about it. I don't feel guilty about it. I mean, but I don't really like it. It just tastes a bit... Um, like chicken. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. There's not a lot going on there. It's a bit chickeny. Well, we filled. Oh, uh, 08459-455-555. Too late to call me, you losers, but it's not too late. Well, they are. It's not too late to call Jonathan Vernon-Smith, who's going to be talking about the terrible, sad story about this 11-month-old girl that was mauled to death by a dog. 
Oh, it's just the saddest, saddest thing. If you want to give him a call, start calling now. His team are making their way in to the studio next door. Hello, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, or jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. Right, it's coming up to 8.59. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking slow on the M1 northbound on the sensors between the Milton Keynes Junction, that's 13 and 14. A1M southbound, very slow on the sensors between 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. We had a call in from Samantha in Willington. The Bedford Road is slow going as you go through the roadworks in both directions. And in Charlton St Peter, Amersham Road westbound is slow between Pheasant Hill and Stanley Hill. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, that's it. That's your lot for today. Don't forget you can go to the BBC Three CR website or you can go to iTunes and download the weekly Best Of podcast. They only stay up online for about 30 days, so go and get them while they're at least tepid, to say the least. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. Back, uh, JVS is up tomorrow. Back. No, he's up today. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm just going to end. I'm just going to end. What a load of old work. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. He's losing it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, is it just too dangerous to keep dogs and small 